Welcome to the biggest solution in the universe, the show where we discuss every solution in the universe from boxes to cans. With over 4 million downloads. This is the only show where you decide what should or shouldn't be on the big list of solutions. I'm Maddox with me as Dick. Fuck boxes. And Sean, our audio engineer. Already. Already canvassing. Guys, we did it. This is our one year solutions anniversary. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. 12 episodes of solutions. Yeah. Nobody thought we could do it when we, we started. Did we fix all the world's problems? <laughs> let's look. Let's honestly look at our list of solutions. Okay. Do, do we have a shot? At, because now thinking back, yeah. I'm wondering if we fixed all the world's problems. I'm thinking of the solutions we brought in, yeah. and I'm thinking, absolutely not. I think we missed a couple big ones. Well, you know, I think we should have been a little bit more rigorous on what is a solution. What? We got it. We got to know for sure what is a solution. Wait, Dick. that's the right grammar, isn't it? Uh, what is a solution? Close, yeah. No, that's right. That yeah. one's right. I know it's we the need format to know of the what, joke, but it is right. But we need to know what the solutions are. We need to know all the list of solutions so we can find out the biggest. Look, guys, the show's going to go on infinitely. So over the course of time, we'll converge towards that solution. We'll become asymptotically close, and we'll find it. But, and it's uh, only going to go on infinitely because of you guys. Yes. Thank you for buying the episodes. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for making it possible for us to bring in bits, for us to pay Sean. Sean, you really owe everyone a thanks more than anyone else. Yeah. You know what? I was going to say that without your prodding. Well, I mean, maybe we'll never know. Yep. <laughs> we'll never know. Unless unless that clip, that segment, <laughs> magically gets, mysteriously gets deleted. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Uh, it could no seriously thank you though it does, it does allow them to pay me yeah sean sean uh, by the way if sean, you like what we do at all yeah or what i do at all thank you yeah sean like, that's a sincere thanks from all of us guys uh we didn't think that the show would be as wildly successful as it is uh well they didn't i did you did of course yeah I, of course yeah. i did i predicted every every success i i will have ha- ever had or have had oh, um yeah oh, wait so much weight yeah. on your must be on your shoulders oh all these successes. Heavy lies ahead, buddy. That's right. Crown. Heavy lies ahead with the crown. Oh. Bearing the crown, yeah. Is that the saying? I, I think know. so. Oh, okay. It's along those lines. But you get the idea. <laughs> Guys, we're paying We're paying our illustrators. We're paying our transcribers. We're paying Sean. We are keeping the lights on. We were doing this in the dark before. Yeah, that's no, true. No lights. That's true. <laughs> actually, it's, it's actually that true. is true. We, we were doing it in the dark. Um, yeah, we're, we're, look, for season two... If you guys resubscribe, we're going to do an a- additional episode. Yes. Yeah, we're going to give you guys an additional episode. So it's 13 episodes for the next season. We are going to cure cancer in our next season. Yeah. It's going to literally be the biggest solution in the universe. But okay. only on the 13th episode. Only on, no, only on the tw- uh, 24th episode. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, I'm at the 13th for this year. Oh, no, oh no, you no, mean no, for no, the no. next year? Yeah, yeah no. for the only on the next season. Guys, yeah. Um, so thanks a lot. This is a, this has been great. Uh, if you like what you're listening to, resubscribe. Tell a friend. Buy this for a friend. Buy, buy this for buy, an enemy. Buy two for yourself. Yeah, you know, double fist. I, the solutions episodes. You know what? Send one to another email address in case you lose the other one. Pay twice. Pay with bitcoins. It's fun to spend bitcoin. Look, bitcoins are totally worthless. You can't buy no. anything with them. Spend them on our on our episodes. Give them. You to finally us. get to use them and prove all your libertarian principles correct, <laughs> right? That's what they're for. Like the two weirdos, like in South America, working for the CIA, who are listening to the show, who don't want to like use credit cards. They're they're paying us with bitcoins. So, um, okay, guys. The, you know the, what? Can I tell you a funny story about yeah, that? Yeah. What's up? So this kid 
I don't want this to get out on the regular episode, but this this kid sends me this big email sob story about uh, how he's broke and he's young and he doesn't have he doesn't have a credit card and he's in Argentina, yeah. and so he can't like he doesn't have access to buy the bonus episodes. So right. He's like, ah, oh, dude, here, I'll yeah. I'll give you the bonus episode. Like, That's it, cool. Yeah. yeah, I've done so, that too. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, okay. It's, you know, you, every now and then, you know, if someone's really uh, hard on their uh, hard on their luck, uh, yeah, I'm uh, never gonna do it again though. Now that that's out, wait, no. how many times has this been done, <laughs> Sean? <laughs> Sean, don't worry, you're, just, you're still getting paid, Sean. Don't worry about it, Sean. So that kid <laughs> with a ch. Yeah. Oh, I should get I should get his name. I don't have his. I wrote it down for the other episode. Let me get it real fast. Uh, Javier Marco, Javier yeah. Marco. So he sends me this email out of the blue that he wrote. He did a remix of the song for the Problems episode. Huh. You want to hear it? Hear a little bit of it. It's, yeah, it's really hear, cool. Let's hear it. That yeah, sounds okay, awesome. Here you yeah. go. This is from Javier. Oh, right? I get it. Yeah. yeah. How cool is that? That's badass. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. Huh. It's like a chiptune version of our yes. intro. Yeah. I mean, it goes on day. forever, so... Yeah. Yeah, you... Tell me, you don't use... stop it. I want to hear it all throughout this episode. For real. It's, it's awesome. Hey, Javier, I got, I got some work for you, buddy. We should uh, we should work. I need some chiptune stuff, actually. Cool. Right. This is really so, cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, really yeah. cool stuff. Um, I also have a song, Dick. This is from... Some smart-ass song? It's from Waterboy. Oh, all right. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. He's he's provided uh, several several songs we've played on the show. He lives in Vegas. You should yeah. meet him at your game I'm show. I'm going to. So what uh, Waterboy did is he took this podcast and then created a trailer for a fake buddy cop film, starring you and I, Dick oh, and Sh- and Sean. Uh, you make it. You make a well. You know, I'll just play the clip. Listen to this. It's our buddy cop trailer for the movie. Mm-hmm. Here it is. This Christmas in the LAPD. Listen to me. So I'm assigning you a new partner. What? Why? <laughs> you need to start following the rules like the rest of us. Say hi to your new partner. Hey, what's up, buddy? This yeah. is bullshit! This yeah. is bullshit! <laughs> Together, they attempt to fight crime. What's going on? You're like that moron who joins a Counter-Strike server and just spins around shooting everything with a shotgun. <laughs> There with a fucking sniper, buddy. How long after you gone, gone? <laughs> one bullet, one kill. Uh oh. But they're about to come across one of the most heinous criminals the police force has ever seen. One story the guys told me, the story I believe, was from his days in Turkey. They realized that to be in power, you just needed the will. To do what the other guy wouldn't. We have some breaking news. Five people killed over the past nine days. Sexual assault, armed robbery, assault, and theft charges. Unexpected guests! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Maddox, Dick Masterson, Asterios Kokonos. What the hell? Oh, oh my god. Yeah. I'm seriously asking, what's wrong with you, moron? Obey <laughs> the fucking police, or we'll kill you. <laughs> Where was Sean? 
Sean, oh, I, I mistook uh, a serious for Sean. Oh, but still. <laughs> well, so easy to confuse. Yeah, how did that happen? Sean's, Sean's the IT guy behind the scenes. You always have the hacker montage there. Oh. Also, he used some clips from uh, Kung Fury, the Kung Fury trailer. That, oh. uh, that chief at the beginning is like, you were signing you a new partner. That's from Kung Fury. I, I, heard, uh, I heard the usual suspects in there. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I that too. That, uh, my buddy David Sandberg the, the, made Kung Fury. Uh, yeah. He, I, actually, I actually helped uh, write a little bit of that, that, uh, that, that short. The trailer. Uh, the, the, the movie? Yeah. Kung Fury? Kung Fury, yeah. What line did you write? Uh, I helped write some of the Nazi dialogue back and forth. Okay. You know, the, when they were talking about the mustaches. Uh, David Sandberg is funny. He sent me an email. Well, like, we talked back and forth, and I, I, like, as soon as I saw the Kung Fury trailer, even before it started going viral, I sent the guy a message. I'm like, dude, mm. huge fan of this. I've, I almost never do this. I want to work with you. I rarely reach out to people I want to work with. And I'm right. like, you're one of these guys because, like, tone, the tonally, it was perfect. I wouldn't have changed anything in that trailer. And he reached out to me. He's like, yeah, man, I'm a huge fan of your stuff, too. So when he came out to Los Angeles doing all his meetings and stuff, we we hung out. And, uh, yeah, we talked about this. And so, like, seven days before the trailer came out, he's like, hey, I need some help with this dialogue. Let's punch it up a bit. So, oh, yeah, man. it was really fun. It's, it, it turned out great, too, right? I wish you would have got to write a love scene. Uh, I did actually. I did write. I did write. I wrote a a uh, script, like uh-huh. a, a kind of a, a spec a spec script for him uh-huh. uh, to show him like what a scene would look like. And I did write a love scene with like a robot, a cybernetic. Uh, did ninja. that get into the movie? It did not. No. Okay. I, I okay. Showing, yeah. This is what I'm begging you, please, for the next season. Can we get someone to read the the lines? Of your love scene <laughs> from the movie Bags of Sand, oh. the romantic, erotic journey. Uh, Please, Dick, let's have somebody read that scene. Please. Dick, as a great lover of many women, I wouldn't know <laughs> what a bag of sand feels like, all right? I've only felt breasts. <laughs> you, okay, you I've don't, only you felt, know what a bag of sand feels no, like? No, I've never held a bag of sand. Every time I want to ha- hold a bag of sand, it turns into a boob. I... I <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I, uh, whenever I'm helping people with floods, they come by, you're like, hey, Maddox, come here. And they instantly just turn to boobs. Right in your hands. Right in my hands. Get this guy out of here. Everything you touch turns to tits. It's like water to wine. Yeah. <laughs> Big old saggy tits blocking the flood. Do uh, you want to open this this package or yeah. should we get to the we solutions? Got a, well, we got a package here. Who's it from? Someone sent Dick a package. Yeah, this is from Rauno Kingus. We've oh, read his, yeah. We've read his n- comments a number of times. Yeah, he's a, he's a commenter, a big fan of the show. Gentlemen, I was supposed to send this parcel to you in order to celebrate the announcing of Maddox's new book, but unfortunately I suffer from NGSDS, not getting shit done syndrome. Ah, damn it. So I just got to it now. Uh, that's okay. That's, uh, Maddox is the same way about his book, so it's fitting. Shut the fucking... <laughs> <laughs> In this package, I've included some spicy treats for you guys to enjoy if you happen to be coming down with some late-night munchies or find yourself on a long drive and don't want to resort to guzzling gallons of hot sauce and making the car smell like piss and vinegar, because you do do that. You guzzle hot sauce to stay awake, right? Do-do. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So here's here's what he sent us. They're they're spicy candies. Maddox, you want to... Pop, they have a, a skull on them. I'll describe them. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a Manalan Megaset. Oh, it's, it's a different language. <laughs> I'm, I'm, He's I'm, from I'm, the other side of the, the world, Rauno. Where is this made? This is from, oh, it's fin- It's finished. This is a finished yes. candy. Yes. Yeah. It's called uh, Manalan Megaset, I guess. Uh, Eritan Talisia Caramelaja, I guess, is how it's pronounced. I'm going to eat this stuff. It's spicy candy. It's going right in my throat. This episode's going to sound great. Give it a shot. Yeah. Ta- or, yeah. I don't want to do it first because I'll embarrass myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, this is awesome, guys. 
Holy cow, I got I got one. So this looks like um almost like like those fruit candies that you find in your grandma's bowl. But oh, it, it does. Has, like, You're yeah. right, it does, except it's coated with death. It's I coated think. with death, apparently. There's like a raspberry one, a lemon one, uh, there's one that looks like an orange, a lime. You know, just like those old uh, hard candies you find in your grandma's bowl. But I'm gonna pop one in my mouth right now. Here I'm I picked one that looks like looks like a giant coffee bean. I'm gonna put this in my yeah. mouth. Get, the, okay. get those get those munching noises right up close to the oh, microphone, yeah. too, so we know you're actually eating it. Sean, oh, yeah. you got one, too? I got a lemon one. Is it spicy? Is it spicy enough oh, for Oh, there you? it is. The kick is coming. It's oh. got a nice kick. There it is. Yeah, it's got some is it kick. good? Mm-hmm. All right. Passes yeah. your test. Uh, he says, also, I've taken the liberty of including in a manuscript, which, if studied with vigor and meditated upon, will help you guys avoid fuck-ups with bags of sand, three-inch dick clits, piss driblets, and antibodies. <laughs> Uh, the gummy bears are habanero-infused, and the rest of the candies are spiced with various other chilies. Right, you want to taste the gummy bear? Yeah, give me a gummy bear. Okay, I'm spinning this one out for now. Let me try one of these gummy bears. Here you go. So right. it starts out sweet. This is It's kind of interesting. It's almost like um, the opposite of a sour... What are those? Sour Warhead? Patch Kid. Yeah, Sour Patch Kid or Warhead. Warhead. Yeah. Uh, where they, tar- where they start out really sour, and then they get sweet. This starts out sweet and gets really spicy. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I don't know how they do that inside. Usually it's a coating. You but know you're what? right. They start sweet and then they get spicy. They mm. probably they probably have they probably mix the pepper in with the syrup that they make the candy with and then coat it with sugar. So that's probably why that happens. Oh, these gummy bears, they all look yellow and there's, there's this gummy bear on the cover that has pierced ears. It looks like then, King Koopa. Yeah, he looks like King Koopa. He's, he has a mohawk and he's shooting lasers out of his eyes. Yeah. All right, let's try one of these guys. It says Napalm Manali is what the covers whatever that is in Finnish. Oh, these guys are tiny, too. Tiny, too. Mm -hmm. That means it's dangerous. Because the tiny ones have to evolve more power so they can fight off natural predators. Yeah. Okay, it starts out sweet. I like this. Oh, yeah. He's happy. It's really good, actually. I'll try one later. Sean doesn't eat whatever you tell him to eat for the sake of a show. If he's happy with the candy he's eating, he'll continue (laughs) eating that candy, you motherfucker. That's what we know about Sean. That's what we got out of Sean. (laughs) So this candy, this this gummy bear tastes like orange, and it's really spicy. It's the same kind of heat that's uh, that's from the other one. And it's a very neutral heat. I'll say that. It's a very even neutral heat because it doesn't Mm -hmm. have any additional flavors to it. It's just heat. Uh, he's got one more present. I'm going to let you open this one. It says, open me last. This okay. is the book that he's encouraging us to study. He got a book here. It's a dummies book. It says, Anatomy and Physiology for Two Dummies. And he wrote <laughs> <laughs> and he wrote the number two in whiteout on the cover. Uh, I said, so he's implying both of us. And then he has a, a bookmark in here. It says, for Dick. Here, Dick, go ahead and read this. There's a bookmark in here. Uh, it's uh, Oh, it's bookmarked on the immune system, living in a microbe jungle. Because I fucked up antibiotics and antibodies. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I did that either. All right. Kingus. Kingus is the name, right? Yeah, he's got one for you as well. Uh, oh, really? What's stuff? the one for yeah, me? Calm let me down. See the, let, me see the, <laughs> let me see this. I, I don't need this. I don't. Need, I know everything in that book. <laughs> I know enough to write that book from memory. Oh, I would love to see that. Yeah. All right. The section he bookmarked for me, it's, it's the urinary system cleaning up the act, <laughs> other me- mechanisms of excretion, Structures of the urinary system. Yeah, I think it's the urinary system because you were saying you didn't know if women could pee with tampons in. Oh, I see. Okay, dickhead. Look, man, that's a natural question any guy has, right? (laughs) Not at (laughs) (laughs) 30-something. You know what, man? Thanks, Rauno. Yeah, thanks. What's his name? Rauno Kingus? Rauno Kingus. Wow, uh, good gift, man. Uh, Everything's good except for that shit book. Don't need it. I know everything about the uh, women's urinary tract infections. I know all that shit, man. 
Everything Sean, can you know. pull some pull some questions out of this? Pull some sex questions. Okay, yeah, well, Sean, you take a look at that while we while we move on. I want to talk about the by solutions. The way, yeah. By the way, I chewed this candy because I'm really impatient, uh-huh. and it makes it way hotter. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's pretty damn hot. Ah, that's like me. I get hotter with age. <laughs> you get something you like chew on. <laughs> I'll give you something to chew on. I'll get hotter. You'll get hotter. <laughs> Okay, guys, I got to go over this real quick. I just want to talk about the top 10 solutions according to, uh, as of our 12th episode, our 12th bonus episode. Here we go. Number one, biggest solution, nuclear power. Nuclear fucking power, baby. That's our number one solution. Big time. Dick, real sloppy defensive nuclear power. But I, I, that, that was, was my first day. That was your first day. That's okay. We'll give you a pass for that. You know, first day. That's a, You that's didn't a, like my plan to cover blanket the earth in 15,000 <sighs> nuclear power stations? That was ambitious. That was a Trumpian plan. Oh, if yeah. I've ever heard one yeah. that you I'll give shit you that. on. I'll agree, I'll agree that it was a Trumpian plan. <laughs> the number two is kicking <laughs> ass. Me. Yeah. Yeah, I can guess. And then number three is meat. Awesome. More me. And then number four, critical thinking. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That should be number one, actually. And applies then, to a lot of, it applies to a lot of problems. Right. And then genetic engineering. Dick, I'll give you that. That's actually a good Big one. Big solution. I would say the genetic engineering is, you know, could be number five on the list. That's not, that's not bad. That's where it's at right now. Okay, I'm going to give you a pass on that. <laughs> then... Income-based fines, more me. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Such a Communist. Good. Bullshit. Fuck you, communist. Then euthanasia, more me. Yeah, the good kind of Kind of weird that that one's so high up, though. Well, people want other people to die. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that problem kind of <laughs> takes care of itself without that solution. I'm, supo- I'm in support of euthanasia, but eh, I don't know if it needs to be so high. It ends suffering, man. And then soap. Yeah, that's a that is get out of here. Soap soap is not in the top ten. Get out of here, you stinky fuck. (laughs) Hey, what does my smelling have anything to do with soap? All right, (laughs) soap truther. So we didn't start smelling bad until soap was invented. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you ever think about that? Yeah, people. No one complained about smells before soap. (laughs) Soap. It's a big marketing campaign. It is. It's a conspiracy. You smell like B.O., I smell like B.O. There's nothing we can do about it, bro. Why are we going to complain? Now we got soap. Now everyone complains. It's like herd immunity. If everyone smelled like like bad, like a human, we wouldn't (laughs) need soap. But as soon as someone starts using soap. So vote down soap, people. It's a big problem. All right. And then refrigeration. Huge solution. Huge solution. Top 20. I'll give you top 20, not top 10. Way bigger than euthanasia. Would you rather have a refrigerator or someone killed? Hey, where are you going to put that dead body? Huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> okay, vote up refrigeration. Then Malala Yousafzai, number oh, 10, rounding out the top that's 10. bullshit. Correct. She's a fucking hero, man. She's so fucking... She got she got like $50,000 for winning an award, and then she used that money to build schools in Pakistan. What a fucking hero. No one's doing this today. She's just so... That's not very much money. Magnanimous. It's very much money in Pakistan, shithead. It's a lot of money in Pakistan. Anyway, Dick, speaking of solutions, the biggest solution from last month... What was it? Lenses. Good. Yeah. Good. Lenses, but it was neck and neck with NASA. And then cans, and then generosity. Generosity, you fucking shitheads. Generosity is why this show exists. What we're doing is charity. Uh, Well... No, this show exists the opposite okay. of generosity. What I'm doing is charity okay. by do, by giving you my time for any price. Okay, dickheads? Uh, all right. All right. I got a comment from Andrew Schulke. He says, 
As Dick kept calling Maddox a sanctimonious fuck for pleading a case for generosity <laughs> and other virtues being big solutions, he might as well have been Justin Long's character from Idiocracy saying, there's that fag talk again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not allowed to say that anymore, so uh, can't you know, do that. Uh, so you're saying, saying that in lieu of, uh, uh, of calling me a fag, huh? <laughs> <laughs> from medio- it's from Mediocracy, people. Watch the movie if you've never seen I it. I would love to see the evolution of wor- like words, you know, like that you can't, like that are, you can't use anymore. Because oh. we do just replace like the most offensive terms with new most offensive terms that you sneak in for a while and so, it's like uh people are catching on to that one like like everyone got in trouble for saying uh Richard Sherman was a was was a thug right like people you remember that which one was Richard Richard Sherman was a very boisterous um coconut yeah coconut <laughs> <laughs> coconut on the Seattle Seahawks well, Sean what was he was he a receiver or running back no 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 he's defense he's a um He's a cornerback. Okay. Richard Sherman is a cornerback for the Seattle Seahawks, who uh, is a Stanford grad, by the way. And what's oh, the con- yes. and he's, well? He's, I mean, what's no, the controversy? No, 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 no. What's the controversy? He would get loud and yell about what an awesome player he was, and he's the best in the game. Sounds like me. I like uh, that guy. Uh, yeah, but a bunch of people called went on Facebook and called him a thug because and it's like you're just using oh. you're just using that you're calling him the n word, but you're using oh. you know. Yeah, I, d- I disagree thug. with that though. No, if you I listen, if you listen to him talk, he's yeah. highly intelligent. He's very funny too. He points out the hypocrisy that is the NFL. Um, Time and time again, yeah. he's, he's a really bright guy. It's funny, the way Sean just said that is the NFL. I did a quick scan of like that sentence two or three times, you know, a quick loop. Because see, see, he said I've, it in the I've same way you did I've infected everyone's brain. Fuck. Now no one knows what's right and what's wrong. It's my, it's my paradise. Yeah, great. Great, Dick. I got a comment here from, uh, well, it's all written in some weird language. It's Bulgarian. So hmm. I actually put his name into Google Translate to find out what, like, how to pronounce it. And it turns out Google translated it correctly, I think. It's Stefan Tupazov. Topazov. Okay. Yeah, Topazov. He says, Stefan from Bulgaria. He says, Dick did a splendid job at embodying the people who don't value science problem. Go vote it up while he fucks himself. Mm. Man, you were really uh, on a tear last, uh, last episode about NASA. But I got an email, too, yeah. from this guy. Well, I think you did a bad job of presenting NASA. But I, I did not. I what, what were their biggest? Not. What were their biggest inventions, according to you? Um, they put a man um, on the moon, shithead. That's what I started with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then what have they done for us lately? A oven that's also a fridge. No, dickhead. That's 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 an invention. Yeah, I laugh, that's dickhead. A bullshit invention. And a remote control vacuum cleaner. It has its it has its Ooh. uses. Power tools, shithead. They didn't tools invent power it, yes, tools. Yes, they did because they need. They first used them in the in uh, space applications because they needed them. To work without being able to plug to plug it in. It's a company. It's yeah. an organization. There's, oh, uh, you, would you say it's a corporation? I would say mm-hmm. all corporate corporations. Yeah. The legal entity is a solution, but not not NASA specifically. Got another one. Garland Robert. He says figures that Dick would shit all over NASA because they're creating experimental technology that might help millions in the future, but isn't helping now. Instead of wasting all their money buying cheap whiskey to impress hairy chicks at Burning Man, vote up lesser minds. First of all, wild turkey is not cheap. <laughs> it gets cheaper than wild turkey. It's not the uh, most expensive, but it is not cheap. So I got I got an email from uh, from somebody who works in the aerospace industry but before i get to that i have a i have this bit dick it's a new bit we've been doing here it is dick masterson instant amnesia okay (laughs) this is from last episode dick i hate these gotcha bits i know i don't think gotchas are funny (laughs) okay i know Uh, this is from uh, last episode last episode what the one we just recorded yeah no 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 from (laughs) no two weeks ago from the last solutions episode oh okay okay you say these things 
that make me feel like I'm losing my mind. And then I turn to Sean, and Sean's no help. I'm like, Sean, did you not just fucking witness what Dick said? Play the tape back. And then we never can because we're recording live, yeah. and it drives me fucking nuts. And then I sit, ar- sit around, like, I wake up at 3 in the morning, stewing. I'm like, he fucking said it. I know he said it. I'm not losing my mind. Mm. So I go back and listen to the tape, and of course he fucking said it. Here it you is. You are describing the symptoms of a stumping. Here it is, dickhead. That's incredibly offensive to blind people. You're saying they don't lead, lead productive lives? No, it's the biggest disability on, uh, oh, oh, they don't leave productive lives at all, you're Or, or they don't have joy from life? They don't get joy from life? What the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> they don't get joy uh-huh. from life. With a blind I didn't say they don't get joy from life. Okay. And then not even like 30 seconds earlier, this is exactly what you said. Without glasses, these people would be completely useless. They couldn't enjoy life at all. They yeah. couldn't enjoy life at all. They couldn't yeah. enjoy life at all. Dick Masterson. Instant amnesia. Yeah, you Dick. remember what I was talking about? You were saying that that people you like you know what Dick? It's your way of it's your way of rhetoric, uh-huh. where sometimes to make a point you really exaggerated to make it sound more impressive. I think, and uh-huh. I think that's what you were doing. And then Thank you didn't you. really you didn't really believe that. I don't think you actually believe that. I think there's a lot of people who can't function with glasses. Sure. But not to the point of, uh, not to the point where they can't enjoy life. No, I, I think everyone in my family, like, so if you put their glasses, if you put someone's glasses on, you're seeing what they see without the glasses, right? right? Right. If I put anyone else in my family's glasses on, I feel like I'm looking through a kaleidoscope. Yeah. So that means without their glasses, they're, it's like their head is permanently underwater. Like, that's what they're seeing. Yeah. You, know, like you, can't, you can't function in the world. With that kind of vision? Right, but you were making it, you didn't say that. You said that they get no joy from life. That's what you said. Yeah, I, th- I think if you're comparing those two things, like the ability to see 2020, have your vision corrected from what is basically Vaseline smeared across your eyeballs versus like looking normally, which Dick. is what lenses. What are you saying? Words matter, man. If you say no, no joy in life, you can get a blowjob with your eyes shut. You don't need to see to get to enjoy a blowjob. You don't need to see to to listen to what music. The, what you don't you need mean to, words matter. You I'm said trying to no describe joy in life. That's enjoyment. No enjoyment. Okay. Out of life. Yeah. Words matter. Well, well, okay. Well, it's, uh, in, in no enjoyment, no joy. What's the difference? Yeah, I, th- I think if somebody's got 220 vision, is that how you say it? If Two, you've got really horrible vision? Or tw- no, it's 2020, yeah. No. Listen, if somebody's got really horrible vision, like 220, oh, it, how oh. do they say it? Is it 2200? I, I don't know. Whatever. If yeah. they're maxing out the scales at being blind, I think the comparison between having perfect lens fixed vision and that is no enjoyment. I think life would be pretty shitty if you had horrible fucked up eyes and lenses didn't exist. Well, I mean, I disagree because you can listen to music. Like I said, you can, you can, I mean, there's. So what, are you sitting in a t- tower listening to music all day? Well, Beethoven uh, went deaf. No, that's a bad example. I'm trying to think of someone who, who oh, like um, Ray Charles. Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder have great lives, or had great lives. Uh, I Ray mean, Charles I died. don't know. I saw that movie. I don't know if I would call that a great life. But he had moments of joy. He enjoyed performing. There's a blind guy. I mean, you know, it's a nuanced argument. I don't think you really meant what you said, but... Uh, you said it nonetheless, and I'm not losing my mind. That's the important thing here. I know, uh, I know, I knew you said it. I don't it. know. I think uh, you need to have your shifty, eyes checked. Fucking shifty dick. Okay, tricky dick. Here we go, guys. One more comment here. This is from Andrew Ross Adams. He sent this all the way from Australia. He says, hi, Maddox. This is, a, this is a bit of a long email. He says, in the last bonus episode, you touched on the idea that scientists working in a commercial R&D environment might find their ability to innovate limited by the bottom line. You are quite apt in your supposition. 
a colleague of mine used to work at a world-leading innovator in Europe, which specialized in laser technology. They ultimately became disgruntled and left the company after a major project that they had been working on for years was shelved because management changed and the decision was made that said project was taking too long, even though it was acknowledged that the project was going to succeed. Sidestepping the debate on the rectitude of the company's decision, the reason for this decision is plainly obvious. A company needs to make money. The project wasn't going fast enough, and the project got shut down. All the acquired knowledge was, of course, the property of the company, so it was not shared, and as a result, all the work in that area was totally snuffed out. This is far less likely to happen with government-funded research since the driving principles and motivations behind such research are not profit-oriented and focused instead on pure scientific advance. So you can tell, Dick, that SpaceX receives billions of dollars in funding from NASA and on top of that makes heavy use of technologies licensed to them by NASA, i.e. things invented by NASA. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, were you stifling a yawn there, you fuck? What? Come on. Dude, they, that's what, exactly what, the what, point what, I was what? making. So so if you have profit as a motive, you will mm-hmm. not have these other th- these other things come up. And another example, excuse me, these technologies. I love how you stack them up like this. Go ahead. What's the next one? What happens is when you have profit as a motive, you're always looking for something that could make the company money, but then yeah. you're going to miss out on these technologies that we discover just through the pursuit of scientific knowledge and advancement. Like, for example, the Genome Project. The Human Genome Project originally was a government project, and mm-hmm. then companies found out that you could get these patents on the genome. And then they started racing against the government to decode the human genome so they could patent certain gene sequences. Well, Uh if companies patent certain gene sequences, Dick, that's really detrimental to the human race because then other scientists who want to use those gene sequences to, I don't know, make life-saving drugs can't because some shithead company is sitting on the patent trying to make a buck off of it instead of letting some scientists look into that genome and work on it that's public domain. Anything government-made is public domain. That's a really important distinction says the statist i'm not a statist you absolutely are you're saying that you you you're saying that the government has to be in charge of research and that companies you just said not companies companies because they're so concerned with profits necessarily stifle their own researchers which you have to think is not true it's not always true dick i'm not an absolutist i'm not saying that companies are always doing this or states are always doing that Mm -hmm. i'm saying that sometimes i can see the, uh, some value, some virtue in state-sponsored scientific research as yeah. opposed to co- corporate, corporate-sponsored research. Sure, some. I just don't think NASA is a solution, that's all. I think space travel is a solution, satellites are a solution, but here's what my definition of a solution is. Without this solution, how bad was the problem? So without the solution of NASA, you've got a number of other organizations that could have picked up the pieces. Yeah, but you're arguing could have. You're not arguing. But that's why I don't think it's the biggest solution. Then it's, how? Where are these? Uh, where are the private companies sending men to the moon? Where are they? Well, well what do we need that for then? <laughs> you don't like, know. What problem? What's the problem that it solved? There was no flag on the moon. Well. We fixed that huge problem. Dick. Way to go. We put a bunch of footprints on the out in outer space. Boo. <laughs> you, you dumb, you fucking, you anti-intellectual Luddite. Why don't you just, why are you in front of me? Why aren't you in a cave somewhere? Scrawling and scribbling. Hey, maybe you should take everyone's money and build a cave for me. Like yeah. you're doing all your research with other people's yeah. money. Banging hairy chicks at Burning Man. Look, man. No, I just want to say this. If you go to the moon and you Uh find out, oh, man, the moon's made of gold, and they brought back 
bushels of gold from the moon, then you would have been like, oh, okay, that was, a, that was a worthy endeavor. But you wouldn't have known that had they not gone in the first Obviously, place. So you, you were got using, lucky. You were using the benefit of their work, their hard work, to discredit their hard work. That's fucking bullshit. It's not a benefit. I, w- I wouldn't have said good. You, you did a good thing. You went to the moon and you happened to find a shitload of methane deposits. It still is not a good thing to me. Like it's, it's not my favorite solution. Yeah. I would rather have, um, I don't know, better farming. I'd rather have more efficient transportation. I'd yeah. rather have a Wi-Fi router that doesn't need to be reset every week than have been to the fucking moon. It doesn't get me hard. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well. I think it's cool. I like rockets and everything, but it's just not that big of a solution to me. Well, Dick, we are still learning from the um, from the 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 problems that we solved in tackling the monumental difficulty of landing on the moon. Uh-huh. Are we are still learning from those problems that we solved, and we are reaping the benefits of that yeah. research and technology, and will for centuries to come. Well, I think the Air Force could have done it too. But didn't. Or DARPA. Yeah, because they didn't get given the money to do it. So why is NASA the biggest fucking solution when any one of those other companies could have hired the same German scientists to do the same fucking thing? Could have, but didn't. Yeah, because they didn't get the money to do it. Because they weren't given a shitload of money by the government to do it. That's my whole point. They just arbitrarily picked an organization to give it to. And now, (laughs) wow, you guys are the heroes. You got a ton of money, more than anybody else, and you did X with it. Great. So that that's why NASA specifically is not my biggest solution. That's all. Yeah, but if they had given it to the Air Force or DARPA, would you have been happy with their work? What do you mean? Because they're still state-sponsored. No well, they're still state-sponsored. Of state course sponsors. not. Okay. Of course not. All right. I'm just saying that's why NASA specifically but not you, my you biggest solution. But you don't see any value in Of course there's government. value. Okay. Okay. You just don't, you just don't, you just don't like it. I just don't like what my NASA. money going to things that I wouldn't have given it to voluntarily. No, that's the definition of what the worst thing that I can imagine. Okay. Taking my money, giving it to someone I would not have otherwise given it to. Yeah, that's a little thing I like to call theft. The libertarianism. Yeah, that's where <laughs> that's where it becomes libertarian. Because where's where's what, what next? Take it and give it to somebody who wants to go get a humanities. Uh, masters yeah. at Berkeley. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't have done that. I'm yeah. not giving my money to any fucking millennials who want to go get educated more on something that's worthless. What is so? So how is it not theft? How is it not the same? I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Well. It, okay. <laughs> all, all right, Dick. I mean, this is a whole. There's a whole. It's a whole going thing. A whole it's a whole tangent. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you want to do? A solution? You want to go I first? I do want to do a solution. You, you no, you should. You, you want to? Do you have? You want to go first? No, I don't. I don't really. I don't need okay, to. Okay, go I got ahead. one. I got a real big solution, Dick. Oh. Okay, it better not be bullshit. No, my solution is not bullshit, Dick. It is Bill Gates. <laughs> oh, sounds almost sounds like bullshit, it but it does it's not. sound like bullshit. It is Bill Gates. Dick, Bill Gates is the man. He's the guy who brought affordable personal computing to the masses. Basically, he built the personal computer industry. Mm-hmm. The entire com- personal computers didn't really exist before Bill Gates, not in an affordable way. Yeah. The philosophy of, of his company is to make device agnostic software. Mm-hmm. That is an important distinction that is lost on all these dipshits who use Apple products or even Unix products that are not hardware agnostic. Hardware agnostic or device agnostic means that you can create any device and interface it with the operating system. You don't need to go through some hoops. You don't need to buy some uh, specific license from them. You don't need to. It works well, you, with you different, need to make the different devices. 
Hmm? You need to make the driver. Oh, of course. You need to work. You need to yeah. work on it. Yeah. But you need to do that for Unix too. It's just harder because no one's working on it. Well, yeah, that's that's true. It opens doors to a lot of manufacturers to create products for your operating system, not just a handful like an Apple or highly customized mainframe architectures. That's that's the problem with mainframe architectures and uh, uh, really specialized Unix systems mm-hmm. is that they they close it off to a lot of manufacturers, and so you know people say Apple products work better. But uh, they only work more better. <laughs> they work... Yeah, get it straight. Yeah, that's how they say it. They say they work more better. But the reason people say that is because Apple has very limited number of devices that work on their system. Well, yeah, it's yeah. a positive. Well, if to you us. limit, no, but if you, it's a positive to you. But it's shitty for the economy, and it's shitty for manufacturers. Uh, it's shitty for jobs. Uh, it's shitty for employment. It reduces competition. It's a shitty fucking system. Windows came along and changed all of that. Yeah. Apple, and by the way, Dick, Apple wouldn't exist without Bill Gates. In 1997, Apple was about to close its doors, but Bill Gates saved the company with a $150 million investment. Mm -hmm. They kept the lights on at Apple. Steve Jobs was grateful for it. And that's when Steve Jobs changed his philosophy from one that says, we need to stop thinking that Microsoft needs to lose in order for Apple to win. And that's when Steve Jobs changed his philosophy and changed it so that he was no longer necessarily competing with Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Steve Jobs started to look into different areas that Microsoft wasn't doing. Like Microsoft had won the. Uh, what year is this? Are you talking 1997. about? Nineteen ninety-seven. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Microsoft had won the OS wars. Microsoft had won the browser wars. Microsoft was king shit. In fact, I'm not going to say that this was an entirely altruistic move by Bill Gates because Microsoft was under fire for antitrust. Monopolies. Yeah, right? I remember that. Yeah. And so part of the reason that Microsoft may have done this is to artificially show that, uh, you know, we still have some competition in the market. So I'm not going to say it's purely altruism, but Microsoft did bail out Steve Jobs when they needed it. What's important is that he believed in Apple. He knew it would be a good product <laughs> and a good company. And Bill Gates, your solution and his infinite wisdom, saw to bolster them financially. Yeah. To well, ensure their success. Then... Steve Jobs and Apple focused on the iPod. The iPod is really what saved Apple. I, the iPod was yeah. the most successful product. And man, I really like to shit on Apple. And for years, I had always boycotted iPods. And I thought, eh, you know, I don't fucking need that shit. I used, I used Sansa. Yeah. I used uh, anything. Oh Zune, God, Zune I was terrible. Sansa. Yeah, such a piece of shit. Zune, Zune was terrible. Zune was a disaster. Zune is like Microsoft's last ditch effort to kind of compete with iPod. Mm-hmm. Total fail- failure. But I used all these different products. Then one day, um, I was dating this girl, and I was in her car, and she had she was playing a bunch of uh, songs on her on her um, iPod Mini. Uh, or was it Nanopod? Nano? I don't know. Fucking anyway, the iPod Mini. She said, "Hey, can you change a song for me?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." I, I picked it up, started cycling through the songs. Really intuitive. That thing's cool. Really intuitive. Yeah. I went to the home menu. Everything just like worked seamlessly. It's fun. The user. I'm sorry. What'd you say? Seamlessly. Everything just worked. Worked seamlessly. Yeah, on this one product. Ah, okay. Yeah, there's still there's still huge forums of problems that people have with their Macs shithead, and, sure, I, and myself sure, included. Sure. I'm working on a Mac right now on this game show. It's driving me nuts. Oh man. Anyway, this product, Dick. I find I, I used it and I said, you know what? I hate Apple. I've been shitting on them for years, and God, I really wanted to hate this product, but it's a good product. I gotta, yeah. I gotta hand, I gotta give credit where credit is due. Is a good product, but anyway, man, we're getting off base here. We're going back to Bill Gates here. So Bill Gates made all his money, right? And what does he do with all his money? He's the world's richest man. 
He's he, giving it away. He's giving it away. His charities have saved countless lives with an estimated $41.3 billion. Yeah. Billion dollars that he has given to charity. And his goal, part of his foundation's goal, was to eradicate polio from the world. Mm. We are about 99% for the first time in history, thanks in part to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, we are 99% free of polio. What does Steve Jobs do with all his money? He died. Yeah, he died. He buried it up as uh, <laughs> yeah, buried Rather, it right kind up of a rough, r- rough patch for him. Yeah, I guess. Steve Jobs is famously not charitable. Steve Jobs fired one of the f- uh, founding people of Apple because he didn't want to give him any more money. Who, Steve Jobs who fucked was? Steve. No, uh, there was another guy. It was, it was in one of his many fucking movies. You mean that the first, the one out of the three? No, they had another investor, but that investor wanted the money back. The guy who'd be worth like. $50 billion. It was Steve Jobs, Wozniak, and one other dude. And the other dude put in like five grand, but he wanted he wanted his money back. Steve didn't. No, 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 no. This was um, when they were trying to, when Apple was first getting its IPO. Yeah. The, uh, the CFO of Apple, not Steve Jobs, the CFO, I think, was talking to Steve Jobs and he said, okay, what percent share do you want to give to this guy? What sure. percent share do you want to get of Woz? And so on and so forth. And it came to one of the founding fathers, the founders of Apple. Mm-hmm. He said, what percentage do you want to give him? He said, nothing. No. He said, fuck him. I mean, that's... Gave him nothing. I don't think that's comparable to curing polio. Like, someone's business decisions are very different than their generosity on a global scale. I'm drawing contrast. Well, we don't know. First of all, Steve Jobs, if he was charitable, we don't know. He's ne- we've never... We've never seen any kind of charitable... In fact, uh, people have looked at the... Um, the tax filings of Apple and uh-huh. the tax filings of Steve Jobs, and they've never seen any huge charitable contributions mm-hmm. ever. So I'm just drawing contrast of these two CEOs okay. uh, because they're they're in the same industry. They're very comparable. They get compared a lot. And I think that, uh, uh, you know, not to detract from Steve Jobs' strength, which is marketing, and, and Bill Gates' strength, which is, I'm not, I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, uh, Bill Gates actually... Bill Gates' strengths? Well, he, I, he started out as a programmer... Uh, he used to program. He he basically wrote the basic uh, basic DOS. programming language. Yeah. Oh, no, DOS. Basic? D- DOS is based on another operating system called CPM. Oh. Uh, Microsoft was was um, both Apple and Microsoft stole a lot of technology from sure. Xerox. Uh, they copied a lot of stuff blatantly. Yeah. Which, by the way, back to NASA, Xerox got a lot of their designs and their inspiration from technologies that NASA developed. Mm. That's that's a fact. So. The computer—it all comes back to uh, to NASA. Um, anyway, <laughs> this is from uh, this is from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Current number of foundation employees. So they they have one thousand three hundred eighty-two employees just in their charity foundations. The total fo- uh, foundation trust endowments forty-one point three billion dollars. Total grant payments since re- since inception is thirty-four point five billion. In two thousand fourteen, direct grantee support three point nine billion. Two thousand thirteen, three point six billion. A labor-intensive and coordinated campaign led by the Indian government, Rotary, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and the Global Polio Initiative deployed 2 million staff to vaccinate 170 million children throughout Mm -hmm. the country in India on two dates to help finally wipe out the disease. They eradicated polio in India. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when anybody anybody shits on rich people, uh, I always wonder if they even know any of this stuff about Bill Gates. Like, every, every... I feel like there is a general consensus or at least like a tacit one about rich people being greedy yeah. and how like the 
the the super wealthy are all just bad bad guys, like yeah. grubbing money and taking advantage. And it's like, well, this guy cured polio. Like, sorry, you get to work on the weekend at your life of bagging groceries at, at, at your job that will one day be replaced by a robot. But this man, like this man, this super wealthy man, made the entire world a better place with yeah. all his money. Yeah. What the fuck have you done? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Dick, that's. Uh, I think these are the exceptions and not the rules. The no, because majority... Warren Buff, him and Warren Buffett go on tours. That's two. How many more you got? You know, well, out those of the list, are the richest out of the list of the Bill top Gates 10, and Warren Buffett. They're among the richest men in the world. Yeah, and they, certainly they are, in America. Yeah, yeah and definitely in America. But in the top five hundred billionaires in the world, it's it's a paltry few who are none doing of, this kind of charity. None of them are giving to charity. Not I didn't say none, but uh, it's I, a it's a it's a minority. Well, I think they may not be millions. publicized as much too. May not be publicized as much because these people are out in the public eye. We use their products every day. They're a lot more visible than a yeah. lot of uh, than a lot of other people. What are you talking about? Bill I'm Gates talking, specifically? I'm talking, no, well, uh, yeah, or Warren Buffett. I mean, you always read quotes by them. You see them on TV, that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, there may be other people who are giving to charity in large amounts, probably not up to the level of Pro- Bill They're and probably Gates. giving to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, to be honest, because they already have the infrastructure to handle all that money. That's a huge problem. Yeah, but the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation didn't exist until, what, like uh, six, seven years ago. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a huge, maybe 10 at most, but... Uh, but for the amount that uh, of charity that happens, then you have the CEOs of WorldCom who bankrupt hundreds of thousands of people, take lots of equity away. You have uh, the uh, what's a sh- what's a shithead uh, from? Oh my gosh, what's uh, the stock market guy? The the hedge fund guy who. Um, what, Bernie, oh, Bernie, uh, Bernie, Bernie Madoff. Madoff. Bernie Madoff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a I no. Mean, he's he a made off with a shit artist. ton of money. Yeah. No, he built the New York Mets. Yeah. He's out of millions and millions. He's of a dollars. straight criminal, though. Don't confuse him with like a businessman. Right. But for but look at the amount of money that Bernie Madoff has has uh, uh, stolen, and and it's comparable to some of these charities, Dick. If you want to say dollar for dollar, rich people are altruistic. I would be suspect of that because I've been. Oh, I would. I will one hundred percent say that then. I I bet the rich give an overwhelming percent of uh, I bet the rich rival the Catholic Church when it comes to philanthropy, philanthropy. Which is it? It's philan- philanthropy is what you're saying. Yeah. I don't I don't think so. I bet they give a huge amount. I don't think starting so. with Bill Gates. No, well, aren't those I mean, aren't those write offs too? Yeah, well, yeah, a lot of them do. No, 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 no. It's, yeah. it's a. <laughs> yeah, do you understand what a write off is? It doesn't mean you're getting free money. A write off means you're just giving away the amount that you would have made anyway. Like, you just get to write that. You just get to not pay tax on that amount. Right. So you're still giving away a shitload. But it's still, it's it's to avoid taxes. Like, it's, it's almost like a bitter... It's to avoid taxes. It is. It, it's like, it's, it's almost like a bitter... That's not how a write-off works. No, but it's almost like a bitter last pill. It's like, well, if I have to pay these taxes, then I'm at least going to give it to a foundation that I like. Your or understanding of write-offs like. is 100% wrong. Then go, you then go on and explain it. It's you get to not pay the tax on that amount. So if I gave away ten grand, right, I don't have to pay tax on that ten grand if I gave it to a charity. Yeah, and there's a limit. Right. So I don't have to pay in that tax tax bracket like four thousand dollars. Right. So I'm still losing six grand. This is not a bitter pill. It's not a last ditch effort. I'm just saying, in addition to the four thousand that I would have had to give to the government, I'm going to give an additional six thousand and just give it all to charity. Okay. You're not making any. You're not. Right, you're not like oh, you're paying less taxes. No, you're paying more. You're paying. You're doubling the amount you would have had to pay, except you're giving it to someone else. Hmm. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, what, what else with Bill Gates? In to, in uh, these are these are the goals of his foundation. In 2030, polio and guinea worm. These are these are things they're trying to eradicate. Polio and guinea worm completely eradicated from Earth for the first time. Other possible candidates for eradication. So Bill Gates wrote this letter. This is from uh, BusinessInsider.com. Bill Gates wrote this letter saying that he was going to focus on four ills that are ki- that are uh, hurting people and humanity, and they're cr- going to try to eradicate them. Mm-hmm. Other possible candidates include elephantitis, river blindness, and blinding trachoma, which are just horrible, horrible things. But back to uh, polio for a second. Dick, uh, this is from the World Health Organization. It says, while polio is a distant memory in most of the world, the disease still gets in some places and mainly affects children under the age of five. One in 200 infections leads to irreversible paralysis, usually in the legs. Among those paralyzed, 5 to 10% die when, when their breathing muscles become immobilized. He eradicated polio in India, man. You think paralysis is a big problem? Well, Bill Gates is helping solve that problem. Yeah. And we're 99% of the way to eradicating it globally. In 1988, when the Global Polio Eradication Initiative was formed, polio paralyzed more than 350,000 people per year. Since that time, polio case numbers have decreased by more than 99%, with only 416 polio cases reported in 2013, due in large part to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Bill Gates... Whatever you think of his operating systems and whatever you think of his products, which, by the way, I use Windows. I'm not a huge fan of it. I hate Windows and I hate uh, OS X. I hate them for different reasons. But I use the operating system. My philosophy towards operating systems is to use whatever it takes to get my job done as quickly as possible. Uh And there is nothing that gets my job done quicker than the Windows operating system. That's not to say that it's not a flawed operating system. That's not to say that I like it. But whatever you think of his operating system, Bill Gates... Very powerful man, very rich man, very magnanimous. Generosity, vote up generosity, vote up Bill Gates. That's I don't spiel. understand why Windows got all the hate that it did back in the nineties. Because it was it was a monopoly and it was awful. When you when you had to when they created Internet Explorer as an extension of the operating system where you couldn't uninstall it, where you had to use Internet Explorer, they were completely monopolistic. Well, you didn't have to. You could use Netscape. No, but uh, you couldn't get rid of Internet Explorer. Microsoft intentionally well, crippled yeah. the operating system if you tried to uninstall Internet Explorer because they said they, they integrated it into the operating system Explorer so that Internet Explorer was inseparable from the Explorer that you checked your drives from. It yeah, was awful. That, awful. Still se- that still sounds insane to me. Yeah. Like them trying to innovate on their own piece of software and you can't excise out a part of it for no reason. Like, and then they're somehow culpable for that. Like, they were trying to make an experience. They were no. trying to make a unified experience. Why aren't you, you were the biggest cynic I know, and why aren't you cynical of their motives, Dick? This was a purely a cash grab. They were just trying to, it was a monopolistic move. I don't know. I just don't see it like that. It was, like, because Windows 95 didn't have it integrated into the operating system. And then on Windows uh, 98 and Windows ME, that's yeah. when they started integrating it. And that's when people really started to bring down the banhammer. They're like, dude, it just seems you guys like have the complete market. It just seems like it's the same reason like Google's all over Chrome. Like, yeah, like I can't do Yahoo stuff with Chrome. It yeah, doesn't but let me. But that's Chrome hardware. No one's impugning Apple for, for having Apple no, hardware. Chrome the browser. What about it? That it integrates heavily with Google. 
the the search engine? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a it's a search engine, well, and then yeah. also, but it's not I mean, also your operating system. It's not also your web browser. Uh, Microsoft was near the point. They had this uh, website I used to link to way back when I first started my website in 1997. It yeah. was the Microsoft Monopoly Clock, and it was always hovering around 11:55 at midnight. Yeah. And it was because there was a point where Microsoft, I think, during the court case, um, one of the the uh, prosecutors just turned to the the court and they said, ladies and gentlemen, who here uses Microsoft products on their computers? And everyone in the courtroom raised their hand and he turned to the judge and says, uh, your honor, that's a monopoly. Uh, yeah, that's like that's the kind of stupid reason that I just don't understand why it works on everybody. Like, it's a great product. Nothing else works. What are you going to use? No, it wasn't a great product. It was... Windows? It was, no, man. Windows... So here's what happened with, with Windows. I, I hate that you're making me shit on my own problem here, my own solution. Well, I used it just as long as you did, and I no. never had that big of a problem with it. Like, it crashed all the time, but... No. I used Windows 95, buddy, for like 10 or 11 years. Windows 95... Yeah, I installed it the day it came out. Like, you couldn't have used it longer... I did. You, how long did you use Windows, uh, Windows 95? The day it came out. But when what did you, you stop using it? Oh, shit. I, I have no idea. Yeah, I stopped, okay. I stopped using Windows 95 way, way uh, longer than its prime, than its, uh, than its expiration date. I, I stopped using Windows 95, I think, like five different versions of Windows afterwards. And it got to the point where Windows 95, for me, it was rock solid. It never crashed for me. My computer okay. had uptimes of three months. And, uh, you know, I never turned off my computer. So... To, uh, I kept using it to the point of obsolescence where even viruses wouldn't run on it because viruses were written for newer operating uh-huh. systems. So I would like occasionally download something that was bad and it wouldn't run. And I, I looked into it and I was like, why is this crashing? And I looked at it and it was a virus. I'm like, oh, it's it, it's incompatible with my operating system. Right. So I had security through obscurity at that point. Uh, through, excuse me, security through obsolescence. Yeah. All right, you got more for Bill Gates? Is that um, your solution? Yeah, no, that's that's about all I got. Yeah. All right, all right, here's my solution. Lifting. 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 What do you know do you about lift? lifting, Dick? Uh, please. Do you do you lift, bro? I bro, I have been lifting. I've been lifting my whole life. Yeah. Sean, look- do you lift? You look like you lift. I do. Do you not, even not lift? Not like I used to, though. Not like you used to. I have that's trouble the, getting. That's the best answer. I have trouble getting up the motivation. Yeah. You have trouble. Well, getting you should. Up. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's the motivation to go lift. Uh, look. Sometimes. You know the joke. Do you even lift, bro? Right. Yeah. Do you, you know that joke? Yeah. Right. Is it a joke? It's not a joke. Yeah. Because all the, all the problems you have in your life can be made better with this one thing. Hmm. That's why they ask. Like, well, what, what's your problem? Is it with women? Are you doing this? Are you doing this? Are you going here? Wait, well, then wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's get down to brass tacks here. Do you even lift? Like that's what. What's your problem in life? Is it, what's your problem with your job? What's your, let's go all the way back. Do you even lift? You want okay, me to read Dick, you? My, my car won't start. Do you lift? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dick. Let's uh, start uh, there. Uh, uh, all right, Dick. Uh, I'm, uh, my my family's estranged from me because they're assholes. Well, first of all, lifting will cure that need to be oh, yeah. validated by your family. It has only it has only huge benefits, and I'll go through some of them. Living longer. How about that one? Okay. Most forms of regular exercise can add years to your life, but strength training in particular has big benefits. Uh, as we get older, the more muscle we have the less likely we are to die prematurely. I'll give you that. Where is that from? What's your source? UCLA. Okay. 
2014 research. <laughs> Sean and I were both like, oh my God, it's a real source. Yeah, we're looking at each other, we're like, good, yeah, good, yeah, that checks out. Good source. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I found an article that lists all these reasons and oh, had all these good sources. No, I found, a, I found a shitload of articles on what lived. Like, I brought this in as kind of a joke, but when yeah. I started doing research, well, of course, there's it's like, exercise. Yeah, exercise is good for you. But it's specifically lifting that's better than like, like little girl bicycle mm, yeah, riding. Yeah, it's true. It. it burns more fat. Well, yeah, but that's only if your goal is to burn more fat. You like cardiovascular exercise is really good for you. It's it's good for your heart, which is the number one killer of people's heart disease. Cardiovascular, I would argue, is more beneficial to people than just lifting. In fact, lifting can get can make you stocky, and uh, uh, if you just build too much, if you eat too much protein, and all you do is lift, you get no stamina. You know anyone like that, Dick? Uh, that, everything that you said is false. <laughs> it has a huge. Let me see this. It recommends uh, the American Heart Association. In fact, recommends adults aim for at least two strength training sessions per week. Uh, what do you think about that? I think I would agree. That's pretty uh, good. Makes you smarter. Mm. Lifting, make, <laughs> no. lifting makes you smarter. I don't know, Dick. Lifting makes you smart. Do you lift? Do yeah, you lift? I, of Bro, course I lift. What do you mean? Of course you lift. I lift. Don't lie to me. I'm not lying, Dickhead. All right. You know I lift. I, well, obviously, I, I don't. Bodybuildingforum.com. Uh, just go there. Read the forums. You want to talk about smarter? I don't know about that, buddy. Compared to what? Compared to the general populace. Like, you go to any other normal forum that's that's uh, not not specific to, I don't know, just just your average Facebook person who's an idiot, uh-huh. still smarter than some of those meatheads. <gasps> oh, see? Prejudice. Very prejudice against lifting. Yeah, I don't think I'll you do that. lift for that reason. I do. Uh, what? Dick, a lot of smart people lift, but they're not smart because of lifting. They're smart in spite of lifting. That's not what this Harvard Medical School study oh, says. Oh, yeah? What do they say? Yeah. Well, but the message boards are not indicative of the populace. No, of but those are, people, those are people who lift the most, uh, Sean. They are the aficionados. They're the people who love it. Yeah, that's probably true. It's just like, but it's just like uh, radio callers are not indicative of the listening audience. Either. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, a study presented at the, let's see, Canadian Cardiovascular Congress found that people who exercised fared t- better in terms of mental acuity, uh, the ability to acquire and process knowledge than those who did not exercise. Okay. Uh, the study involved overweight, sedentary adults. This is what happened. They underwent a series of assessments. Does it matter? Does, do the specifics matter? Makes you yes. smarter. Yes. Four, yeah, for, read the specifics. For four months, they exercise twice a week. Yeah. Uh, the exercise sessions involve both cardio and weight training. At the end of the four months, the participants had uh, they lost weight. However, the benefit they were tested on their mental acuity. Yeah. Um, that's not a very good this. argument for your. That's not. That's not very good evidence to support your case, Dick. Because aerobic exercise has been shown by countless studies Here we to, go. Nope. to increase your mental acuity. I'm so glad you said that because you're wrong. In addition, although both cardio and resistance training increase the level of growth factors, there are studies that show that more uh, neurogenesis or brain growth occurs when you add strength training to your workout instead of just doing cardio. So if you're running, you're not getting smarter. Everybody at the gym Dick. and on bodybuilding.com uh, and lifting those weights, man, lifting, they're getting smart. Yeah. They're also working out their mind. Yeah. Do you, know, do you know what is an argument, Dick? Okay. What you just said, listen to what you just said. If yeah. you add strength training in addition to cardio, it increases. Of course it's going to increase because it's more exercise. Any exercise is good for you. Uh, obviously not in excess, but if you're already doing aerobic exercise, Not in excess. Like good. anybody has to worry about that. Oh, uh, well, I actually. <laughs> right? Yeah, well. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're working out too much. You got to stop going to the gym. Boy, you not, look way too good. Not not the heifer who was uh, munching on Funyuns on my on my last bus ride. <laughs> well, I just Vegas. love that. I love that comment because everybody says like, "Oh, I want to work out, but I don't want to get too big." Like, oh, it's you, it's just chicks who say that. Never, never, no, that's true. Never, and it's like, no, never you don't have get the too big. You don't have to worry about that because women don't naturally have the testosterone that's going to build no. that much muscle. That doesn't happen without some kind of outside help. There's Steroids. This, there's this great meme on the internet, Sean. Uh, I saw it floating around on Facebook. It, sh- it showed uh, the concern that women have with working out, with lifting specifically, any do any kind of strength training. It shows this really ripped like female bodybuilder. And they, they say, this is what women are afraid of happening by doing lifting, because they don't yeah. want that that male physique, because it's, it's very muscular, it's very masculine. Then it showed, this is what actually happens. And it showed a picture of a woman who's perfectly toned, who doesn't have a lot of muscle, but she's also uh, n- neither, she doesn't, she's not skinny fat. You know what I'm talking, you know what I'm talking about, Dick, skinny fat women. Skinny fat, like doughy with cellulite? No, 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 no. These are girls who are skinny, but not toned. So their arms are kind of just like- Yeah, they have horrible cellulite. It's disgusting. uh, Yeah. It feels like you're grabbing bags of fat on bone. Bags of sand. Right (laughs) Right off of the bone. Yeah, it's, 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 um, it, their skin feels very mealy and it, you can kind of like roll it around on their bone. Yeah. And that's what skinny fat is. And these people who have that can alleviate it just by doing a little bit of strength training. Trust me, guys, you have to work out really hard to get any kind of muscle growth or definition. And I do, I, I, after my last breakup, Dick, um, around that time, I just, I made a promise to myself that I was going to work out every day. And I did for, uh, about 11 months, every single day I worked out. And, uh, and you could tell there was a huge difference in my, in my, you uh, could physique. tell I could yeah, fuck, fuck you <laughs> <laughs> makes you younger. I mean, this well, one, uh, it doesn't make you younger. It does make you younger. Might 2000s, make you look younger. No, it, it, um, these people are saying it makes your DNA. It makes your gene expressions younger. Like, it, cause you know, your DNA like gets shredded in ages. Um, let me read it. Aging project one on do, 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 do. a 2007 a team of American and Canadian researchers compared uh, 600 aging related genes of older adults uh, to younger ones. As expected, the older genes didn't perform well. Then the older participants were asked to follow resistance training routines twice a week for six months. So that's strength training. Yeah. At the end of six months, researchers repeated the gene analysis and they saw a significant improvement in gene expression among the older participants. Uh, to summarize their findings, increasing your strength by lifting weights will make your genes younger. That is the same as rolling back time. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Didn't know that. Pretty good. Yeah, makes you younger. If only the gyms could make such a good sales pitch. Yeah, right. Man, pe- people got to fucking lift, Sean. That's all I'm saying. Reduce depression symptoms. Yeah. I, I agree. Well, but that's all exercise, Dick. You're 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 kind of um glomming on to a lot of benefits of general exercise and saying uh-huh. it's due to lifting. What yeah. specifically can I, can we attribute to lifting and lifting alone? You look fucking awesome. Huh? How about that one? I don't know, man. You know, Dick, you gave me shit about the uh, uh I, I said Testosterone you increases incredibly when you lift. That's true. That is the fountain of youth. Uh, testosterone? Mm, well, it's not good for your hair. No. Who needs hair when you got fucking <laughs> 24-inch pythons, Sean? What are you talking about? <laughs> Gross. What were you going to say? Uh, yeah, Dick, I gave you shit because I, I, I suspected that you skipped leg day, which I still, I still believe. But I, you, sk- I never skip arm came, day. I'll put it like that. Oh, I know that. I yeah. know that. But here's the thing, man. You, 
lifting, like guys, this is a problem with guys who lift is they tend to only focus on their arms and they all look like well, big legs are hard. Heads. They just look like little uh, big meaty heads. There's a meme on the internet, guys who skip uh, leg day, like and it's Mighty just like Mouse. Huh? Yeah, they look yeah. like Mighty Mouse. They look yeah. like Mighty Mouse, or what's his name? The uh, uh, the blonde haired dude, Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. They look yeah. like Johnny Bravo. It's ridiculous, but it, it, it makes you look awesome to a point because at some point you can see these guys in the in the bars too. They look like big meatheads, and they are they're all chest and no <laughs> legs. They just look like they're top heavy and they're about to tip over like an upside down bowling pin. Yeah. So what? Stop before you get there. Um, no, have a balance. Have a balance in your routine. Can I tell? I, I want to say. I want to suggest ahead. this. People who don't have gym access, or they claim they're too busy, or they claim that they uh, they can't afford it. Guys, it doesn't take much to do any kind of resistance training because just start out doing push-ups. Do do try to start out. Try to do ten push-ups a week. Then 10 push-ups a day. Then move it up. Try Start to do 50 push-ups a session, 100 push-ups a session. You'll notice a huge difference in your physique, in your tone, in your stamina, in your health, and you will think better and clearer, and you'll you'll sleep better too. No, no. Go to the gym. Get, do, get on an Olympic routine immediately. Start doing deadlifts. <laughs> Don't worry about form. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you'll throw your back out a couple times, but you'll learn. It's totally yeah. okay. You can pop that spine right back in place. Oh, what are you, a chiropractor? Yeah. Do you think chiropractor's real, no. by the way? No. No, yeah. no they're all bogus. I, That's I remember, what I thought. Here's why. Here's when I, I, I tested it one time. I was at a, um, a vitamin shop mm-hmm. uh, buying some supplements or whatever, and there was this guy there who had a chiropractor stand, and he said, uh, we can check your spine for alignment. And I went there. I, not, I didn't have any problems with my back, thankfully. Mm-hmm. I, I felt fine. No, no back pain whatsoever. But my girlfriend at the time did, and I, I thought, well, I'll go through this routine and see what it's like just so I can give the suggestion to her. So she can <laughs> she can come, right? All so right. I stand up on this thing. It's like this big goofy thing, and they're trying to align your spine, all this other bullshit, and they're like, oh, your spine's really out Way of alignment. They're like, you must be suffering terrible back pain. And I said, no, actually, I was just doing this for my girlfriend. And yeah. then, and then I did, of course, I told my girlfriend, do not yeah. go to a chiropractor. Good I don't stand. trust those guys. Uh, relieve stress? You're always quoting stress is such a big problem, right? Uh... I don't think I have, but it is a problem, yeah. You're always mentioning it on why why the inconvenient problems are a big deal. It's because of stress. I've stress never, I don't killer. think I've ever said that. Yeah, you definitely have. <laughs> okay. Your body produces more endorphins <laughs> in a faster period of time when you're weightlifting than when you're doing your dumbass cardio. <laughs> <laughs> you have so much vitriol for cardio, which makes people look good and makes them healthy. What, what's your problem? No, with it? it doesn't. Yes, cardio it does. is bullshit. You're bullshit. You're bullshit. Yeah, you're bullshit, buddy. I can run up these stairs two times and you're out of breath. Why do you have this idea that I have no endurance? Because I've seen it. Well, when we go, what do you want to Let's do a real when test. We've got to do a box. Burpees. You want to do? You want it? You want an Maddox, actual endurance I'll, test? Do burpees. First of all, do, do you burpees. remember when you challenged me to the one arm push up? Yeah, I'll do. I'll do burpees all day with you, buddy. Oh yeah. I oh, bet you yeah. couldn't. I bet you couldn't do twenty burpees in under one minute. I guarantee you can't. Twenty I work burpees out six days a week. That doesn't mean shit. You can't do twenty burpees in under one minute. I don't think so. Twenty burpees. Twenty in under, burpees in under one minute. In under one win- uh-huh. minute. How many? How many is that? One every three seconds. 20 burpees in under let me, one minute. Let me count it out. One. Doesn't seem like a two, lot. Three, By the way, guys, let me explain one, what a burpee is. Uh, if, you've, if you don't know what we're talking about, a burpee is an exercise where you jump up with your hands up in the air, then drop down, do a push-up. You kick your legs out, do a push-up, uh-huh. then jump back up and jump up in the air. Okay. So back to your original original position. 
Uh, a burpee, so it seems deceptively simple. And ev- everyone always thinks, oh, man, I can knock those out, no problem. I can no, knock out 20 of them, no problem. They're hard, you throw up. After around five, you are completely exhausted. I've been exercising, doing burpees for a while now, Dick, and I have trouble doing 20 in under a minute. It's really tough. And I'm, I feel like I, I, know, I know I have better stamina than you because okay, I, I, I can, do a lot of cardio. Okay, I can 100% do more burpees than you in a minute. In a minute? Yeah. What do you want to put on? No, it? no And I can no, definitely no, no. do 20. Maybe You may be able to do uh, uh, more than me in a minute. Definitely 20 then. 20 in under a minute? Yeah, and you, more than you. Okay. That's the most important part, though. More, more, what do you want to put on this? But more than me, you have to like set a time limit. Um, in under a minute... Yeah. 20 burpees. That's the bet. You want to do this right after this recording? No, 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 no. I want to do it in the next season. No, because you're going to exercise. You're going to train yourself. I exercise all the time. But then you should be able to do it now. Uh, No, because I just got back from Burning Man. It's like I took a couple weeks off there. Oh, Guess what, buddy? So have I. And I guarantee, look, 20 in under a minute. I know you can't because you don't have the stamina. You don't. The stamina to last one minute? 20 burpees in one minute. You can't. There's no way. What do you want to bet on it? I smell a bro off. Yeah, what do you want to bet on it? (laughs) It is. What do you want to put on this? 25 bucks. 25 bucks, please. Yeah. 20 bucks. A dollar per burpee. Something. $25 is nothing. Something embarrassing, at least. You know what, Dick? Here's here's, here's the bet, okay? For every burpee that you do, you owe me $20. I have to blow a guy. For every burpee that you do, you deduct a dollar from what you owe me. No, the money means nothing, though. It's got to be better than money. Then, Dick, you come up with it. You're always challenging me to come up with a bet. And everything I throw out there, you're like, no, I won't get a tattoo. No, I won't shave my head. No, I won't do it. Then you tell me. What do you want to bet? Um, hmm. I don't know. I'll think about that. That's no. why I want to think about it. I don't want to do it right after this. No, but but uh, regardless, do the challenge, and then we'll we'll uh, uh, you can think about what uh, what uh, we owe each other. Yeah, but that's not the same then, Dick. This is, it. this is a Weasley way of getting out of it. Burpees are tough, man. Maddox, I don't think is, you can do twenty. This is trying to make the show better. This I don't is trying to sell season two. Dick, it's Dick, not trying to get out of his stupid burpee bet for twenty five dollars. Look, do the, whatever the win is. We can do it later, but I don't because I don't want you to train. Because as soon as you train, of course you can do it. If you focus on burpees, you'll be able to do it. I'm not gonna focus on. Shit. Yeah. All right. Well, that's my that's my solution. Lifting, lifting bro. insomnia, bone health. Uh, it's better for strokes. You got a shitload of testosterone. Uh, oh, it makes you more more selfish. I want to hear something interesting. Yeah. Um, upper body strength was linked to um, politics. So across the board, you can't predict where people are going to be politically. Whether they're wealthy, if they're going to be lib- if they're going to be liberal or conservative, Republican, Democrat, if they're broke whether they're going to be Republican, Democrat, right? Because you uh, think, well, you're wealthy, you're probably more Republican because it serves you. Yeah. If you're broke, you're probably more Democrat because it serves you. But still, still can't be predicted. Not, right? not with 100% accuracy, but you can, you can get uh, in the ballpark, yeah. Like 60%, right? Okay, well, everyone disagrees with that statement. <laughs> That's not true. You're <laughs> yeah, just like 60% right. Uh, it has been, you can link it to upper body strength. Measuring like biceps and upper body strength the more upper body strength, the more likely you are to vote for what, Donald Trump. The four self-serving principles. No, if you're broke and you're and you and you lift, you vote Democrat. Huh. If you're wealthy and you lift, you vote Republican. Yeah. Like it makes you more self-serving. Uh, I don't know, man. It's great. I, mean, I, I I would That's love a good effect of lifting. I would love to uh, believe that, but it's also one of those goofy things where it's like causation does not. Uh, uh, 
uh, correlation is not, ca- is not causation in this case specifically because it also sounds like one of those goofy things like, oh, the, the, the mask that sells the most on Halloween of the presidential candidate is usually determining of the president. It's like, yeah, okay, maybe, but there's, there's no evidence. Oh, there you go. That's, that's, a, that's, that's an interesting research. correlation. Yeah. That's an interesting Pretty correlation. Interesting. I, I wonder if you looked more into those stats if you found that people who lift also happen to do something else. Like, for example, there's this uh, study that came out a while back that said vitamin supplements don't have any effect on people. And that yeah. was the headline. That was the big headline. Everyone's like, oh, don't take vitamins. They don't do anything. But I looked into it, and the study was they looked at people who take vitamins and looked at their rates of, uh, of cancer and rates of heart disease and rates of uh, things that kill people generally. And they said, well, uh, they don't have lower rates of heart disease and cancer, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that's not where we're taking vitamins. Yeah. yeah. And, and they, they also <clears throat> neglected to take into consideration to control for the variable that people who do take vitamins are generally already leave, living healthy lifestyles. Uh-huh. So they didn't control like a group that smokes that takes vitamins versus a group that doesn't smoke and takes vitamins, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's, it's hard to control for shit like that. That sounds yeah. kind of goofy. Anyway, man. Erectile um, okay. dysfunction also. Helps with that. Yeah, lifting helps with erectile. It helps Strength with bl- training has been shown to reduce almost all the major risk factors for erectile dysfunction. Yeah, unless you take that? steroids. Bunch of juice heads. What's the testosterone again? Yeah. Yeah. I got another solution, Dick. This is a little bit longer, but I got another solution. How's this for a solution? 3D printing. Yeah. Haha, <laughs> there's a solution. Look at those Sonics. Yeah. Yeah. They look so, they look so great. Yeah, they look... What a big solution. They look great. <laughs> you know what? I can sell those. I can sell those in a toy shop right now. Make million dollars. Can you give them away in your game show? No. <laughs> no, they're too valuable. They're, 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 the producers can't insure anything that high. They tried. All right, man. 3D printing, dude. They're, uh, free, 3D printing, when it first came out, was called additive manufacturing. Uh, other names for it is rapid manufacturing, rapid prototyping... Yeah. Now, that right there, that name, rapid prototyping, should tell you everything you need to know about the benefits of this technology. You know I hate 3D printing, right? Well, I mean, you know I think it's fuck? hype, right? Dick, you hate the best <laughs> shit. You hate NASA. You hate science. You hate technology. You hate advancement. You hate yeah. things that are good for mankind. Why do you hate fucking... Why? It's just a bunch of hype. No, like, it's... what are you, printing Sonic? No, it's not. <laughs> it's... It's not a bunch of hype. You're going to print me a wrench? Oh, I'm so fucking mad already. This is a record. I'm so mad. Dick, it's not a bunch of hype. Here, look. I got stats here. Fuck you. Listen to these stats, okay? These are things you can can print with 3D printers. These are the applications. Great. Good. (laughs) You can print a ball gag shoving your fucking mouth. Wasn't a prosthetic leg just printed? Yes. Or an arm? Sean? Yeah. Yes. Everything. Everything. You can print weights. Of any size, you, any weight you want. Can you print a CNC machine so I could actually make something useful? CNC machine? What a fucking nerd. CNC machines are from the 90s, shithead. We've moved on to 3D printers, buddy. That's the Rolls Royce of technology, of, <laughs> of, 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 of manufacturing technology. You want a CNC machine? Which one? Wait, which one's the Rolls Royce? 3D printers. Oh, okay. You can print way more complex designs, and you can manufacture way more complex objects with 3D printers than you can make with a CNC machine. Is that true? Yes. Like what? You can make, like, for example, a rhomboid. You can create any kind of, like, complex geometric <laughs> geometric figure. Here's, My here's car's something. fucked up. I need another rhomboid. Dumb shit. Listen, you can Your create... Your rhomboid's busted. Oh, boy. <laughs> See, it's You guys, if you manufacture... Okay, here's some... Here's a, there are complex ob- objects that you can create in a 3D application uh-huh. that you cannot manufacture in real life due to limitations of 
design and materials. Um, for example, if you wanted to create the, the most rigid structures in the world are ones that have lattices built in them, like right. honeycombs and cardboard. If you look at the ridges of a cardboard, it goes zigzag back and forth, and it's just basically like scrunched up paper, but essentially they're making little trusses, and right. those trusses are geometrically strong. They're powerful. But you could make an improved truss if you created a little... Uh, it's almost like a hexagonal shape that has interlocking hexagons inside of it. Mm. That's tremendously difficult. It's trivial to create in a, in a mathematical application, but it's tremendously difficult to manufacture and engineer something like that. You can't do that with a CNC machine because the, the tips can't go inside the machine to create little holes where it needs to. The only way you can do that is through 3D printing manufacturing. Mm. So you're making what, better cardboard? You're making better everything, buddy. Listen to this. Here are the applications. Construction. Industrial design, automotive engineering, aerospace, military weapons, military vehicle, military armor, dental industry, heart valves, bone replacements, biotech, human tissue replacement. You can 3D print human tissue, fashion, footwear, jewelry, eyewear, education, geographic information systems, food, etc. You can make everything. You can food. make entire yes. They're Where starting are you to 3D printing food. They're starting to create 3D printed food. They're making actually. They even have 3D printed makeup. It's a replicator, they have these, buddy. Yeah, yeah, it's a basically. magical 3D printer that doesn't exist well, yet. No, no, no. They're starting to already work on uh, on 3D printers that create food because there's a stuff called uh, soylent, right? This uh, soylent stuff that they're starting to make. Uh -huh. It's basically a paste that makes any kind of. Uh, it's nutritionally. Uh, balanced. It's everything you need in food. And you can feed this through a 3D printer and then add uh, different flavorants or whatever you want. Basically, we're, we're moving towards the Star Trek replicators where you can make any food you want with a 3D printer. Listen to this, man. This is from Mashable. A Chinese company harnessed 3D printing technology to build 10 one-story houses in a day. It's cheaper, oh, faster, wow. and safer alternative to more traditional construction. And what I looked at print? how they built this. Hmm? Yeah, what do they print? What do you mean? What do they like, print? Like, what do they print? The house What comes out of the... Yeah, what's the house? They're building concrete walls. It's a giant a 3D, 3D printer. printer's yes. building... Yep. That's not a... That's a 3D printer? Yep. A, conc a mechanized concrete yeah. pouring machine? Yeah, it's... And, and the way that it does uh, it, Dick... Normally, look, look. if you want to build a, a house without a 3D printer... You'd have um, to hire a lot of Mexicans. Well... Yeah. Say, say you wanted to build a house the traditional way. Right. You pour concrete into... Basically, you put up two slats, like two two pieces of uh, uh, a plywood, so that you could hold the shape of the concrete. You put I beams in it mm -hmm. to give it a little bit more structure, and then uh, there you go. There's your house. There's your concrete wall, and that takes a lot of time. That takes a lot of labor. The way this does it, it creates those ridges just like in cardboard inside the concrete walls. So basically, it's creating a wall that is way more fortified and stronger than anything that a human can build in the same amount of time. It is absolutely phenomenal technology. So where's where's the what is a 3D printer then? Like what because that sounds like a house building machine. A 3D printer? I mean it is. That's the th that's the beauty but, of 3D I, when printers. I, when I you can make it as big as you want. Yeah, I guess. I always thought it was those like stupid plastic things where it's building one layer of plastic at a time. If we're talking about anything that you can build that comes out of it. Yeah. Anything, Dick. It doesn't well, seem like it should be called a printer. No, it right? doesn't think like it, it doesn't seem like it should be called a 3D printer. Well, what it is is it's taking a design that's a 3D design and then just adding line by line by line. And by hmm. the way, Dick, when you're welding, the strongest welds are the ones that that build little lattices like that. I don't know if you know much about welding. My dad was a welder. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so he still welds. He's he's 
his welding certification, I forget what it is, but it's it's basically Navy grade. And Navy grade welders are the best in the world, man. They make welds that are stronger. Like if you had a car, a plane wreck, whatever, and you had these these welds that my the type of welds that my dad makes, that those are the only things that stay rigid and sur- they they survive any kind of wrecks. Usually, they're the the strongest points. And the way they work is by creating little lattices inside the weld. They melt the metal into certain shapes that create lattices. And lattices are really strong in mm-hmm. uh, structures in nature. Three D printers, by nature, by the by the way that they print things, create lattices that are exactly like those of strong welds. So it's creating products that are incredibly strong and durable. What else you got besides the house? Well, um, what's another example of something that I don't think a 3D printer is? So like, this, the Sonic the Hedgehog that they sent, uh, that, that, that our fans sent uh, yeah. last episode or a couple episodes ago, that one is made using a traditional 3D printer, which is just uh, doing lines of some, some uh, plastic, plastic or something, right? In uh, certain granularity. So you can see little ridges on it. This is yeah. like first generation 3D stuff. This new company is working on this 3D printer that can create objects in under an hour of any complexity with holes inside them any number of holes any number of like basically down to you, almost you, got, you hooked me with holes almost down to the um atomic level almost where they can they can throw they can uh it's really interesting technology it's basically like a sonar that shoots waves into a fluid and this uh this object comes down into this plastic mesh or whatever the material is that you're printing yeah. and just pulls out this incredibly complex object as complex as you want no manufacturing limitations and the the weakness of traditional manufacturing is you have two parts of a cast right okay so you want to make um it's almost like an egg like an easter egg if you wanted to create an egg-shaped thing in manufacturing and you wanted something inside of it you have to have a seam because you have to make two parts Fill it with a cast, glue those together somehow, and then put the you know put the object inside it. Then glue them together somehow. With three D printers, you don't need to have that seam. It's way more structurally secure. I still don't know what I'm going to make with it. Guns. You can make guns with three D printers. You can uh, make whoa. Yeah, you can make headphones. Right. You are right. Mm-hmm. You can make phones. You can make any object you use, buy, or need. You can make in a three D printer. You can make guns though. Yeah. And by the way, Dick, I'm working on a I'm working on a huge video about the gun debate. Yeah. And this is one of my central arguments. The gun debate is over because we now live in an age of 3D printers. Well, I know I've heard that argument a lot. I've read it and I when I first saw it, I totally agreed with it. But then I was thinking about it and we already have that. Like you can build you can build guns that are illegal, right? Like I got that AR-15 I was talking about yeah. buying with my life coach. It has, because we're in California, it has this stupid bullet guard around the, uh, the magazine release, right. right? Right. So that you have to, you can't, you can't release the magazine with your finger. Sure. You have to get a, uh, a bullet that something's thin enough to stick in there, or like your dick or something, and stick it in there. It has you, to be your dick. You're right, right, right. You have to stick it in there to release the magazine. Right. It's illegal. It's a, I, I don't know if it's a, I don't think it's a felony, but it is illegal for me. I think it might be. It's illegal to cut that guard off. Right, right, right. So I can just press it. Yeah. It's illegal for me to put a magnet on the button inside so that it sticks out so I can just press it. Yeah. Like it's illegal to subvert that in any way. Yeah. So what I'm asking is we can already have illegal, like, like it's already illegal to have these things that are readily available. I don't think. 
the 3D printer is going to change the gun debate for that reason. You Dick, know, I wish it would. Dick, I, I got to ask you a question. Yeah. Um, so you brought in lenses as your solution last episode? Right. Uh, did that include metaphorical lenses, like the ones you need for your your metaphorical myopia that you're suffering from? Because here's what you're not seeing, Dick. The, what I'm 3D agreeing printers, with you. No, I don't know why. I mean, no, yeah, you're saying what, what, what the difference here, the, the difference I think that, that you're glossing over is that 3D printing is democratizing manufacturing. We are no longer talking about people buying parts on eBay and uh, modifying their guns and making guns in in their kits at home that takes weeks. We're talking having a fully functional gun or product or shoe or whatever it is in under an hour. And here's the other thing, Dick. You think that made in China is a big problem, right? We talked about this in the uh, the a couple episodes ago. 3D printing is going to start the end of manufacturing in China. China's a big superpower. They're starting to get uh, become a superpower now because they monopolize manufacturing. They make it cheaper than anyone else. But if you put 3D printers in people's houses and they become as common as regular printers and you're able to just print out any little trinket or device that you need, guess what's going to happen to China's industry? The rubber dog shit factories will close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> I'll be printing those all day. Um, this from Bloomberg. Of course, not everyone is sold. This is an article. that says, what 3D printing could mean for the world's manufacturing industry. Excuse me, for the world's factory of China. Of course, not everyone is sold on the big promise of 3D printers, which build objects by laying down thin layers of molten plastic, one on top of the next. In June, South China Morning Post reported that billionaire Terry Gu called the printing technology a gimmick. This is a guy, a huge yeah, manufacturer in China. Yeah, it seems like a gimmick. No, he's saying that because he sees the writing on the walls. You might expect that from the founder of the world's la- largest contract manufacturer of electronics, the Foxconn Technology Group, Hanhai Precision Industry, which has huge factories in China. The company didn't respond to a request for comment. So China sees the writing on the walls here. Not just China, but this is any manufacturing that we do anywhere. It's going to democratize manufacturing, Dick. Ah, it seems like a stretch. Seems like it'll always be cheaper to just make a bunch of shit in the same place. You're not of, qualifying that with anything. Why do you think that? What, instead of printing it out of thin air? Why do you think it'll be cheaper? Are you kidding me, Dick? You're not paying any you're not paying any more for for over overhead and inventory and shipping costs. All you need is the raw materials. How is that any how is that gonna be any cheaper? Like you cannot possibly make it cheaper. In fact, they have a 3D printer that make that 3D prints makeup. And mm-hmm. this is a huge, huge thing in the uh, makeup industry, in the cosmetic world, because this girl, this uh, this woman designed this makeup printing device, and it takes the same exact raw materials that all the industry uses. doesn't matter if it's Clairol or Revlon or any make- makeup manufacturer, any cosmetics manufacturer. They're all using the same stuff to give you the same makeup because it's really hard to get FDA approval for your own unique thing, right? And it's very costly. So the, they said that the only reason... The only thing that that, uh, makeup manufacturers have are colors. They said that they have a monopoly on colors. They have a patent on colors. They they trademark certain colors, right? Okay. With her 3D printer, you can take any color literally by taking a photo of it and then just clicking on it in, in the software, and it will print out makeup usable makeup in that exact same color that you print that you uh that you take a photo took a photograph of and it's usable in under 10 10 15 minutes that sounds cool how can you compete with that how can anyone compete with that it is democratized manufacturing 
Well, one, is it going to be tough to get some of the materials? Yeah, you have to have all of these materials. And well, number two, like t- if you tell me something. Print a, a phone. You're going to have to have right. neodymium on hand. Neodymium, and no, you don't. That's for magnets. Let, let's but go you back, can just buy magnets. Let's yeah. go back to guns for a second. Yeah. Doesn't that steel have to be tempered and all that kind of stuff? Oh, like, yeah. how's that going to work yeah, out Sean, of a printer? Obviously, obviously, um, the 3D printing technology is not 100% there yet, but we are. We are rapidly approaching that, and that I'm 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 thinking within the next two years we're going to have that technology to be able to provide any raw materials. So the same exact raw materials that these manufacturers are buying in China, guess what? They're going to start selling on Amazon. You're going to be able to buy a pouch of copper, a pouch of cobalt, a pouch of uh, phosphorus, or whatever materials you need, or a blend for whatever uh, they may they may create a new polymer that is super powerful plastics that are as powerful as steel or mat or metal or you won't you wouldn't even need it because you can create microstructures inside these these uh, these objects that make it as strong as steel hmm this how far in the future are you talking about now i'm thinking two or three years tops uh, I I, we are rapidly I think that's approaching ambitious maybe my guess is two or three years we're going to see some we're going to see a shift in manufacturing, we're going to start seeing 3D printers. Right now, 3D printers, you can already buy them. Go to Best Buy. You can buy a 3D printer for like 900 bucks. But you can only print Sonic the Hedgehog heads. Yeah. Like, honestly, what can you print with one you buy right now? Not, that's not today, really that Dick. Much. But what can, you, what can you compute with a computer you bought in the 90s? Not much. But look at computers today. And look at computers tomorrow. Like, look ahead, man. This You're is, gonna, this is incredible games. technology. No, yeah, man. no, I, it's, it seems kind of interesting. Yeah. Like, I, I've seen Star Trek. I know what a replicator can do. It just seems so expensive to have a box that prints cell phones. Three like, little words for Dick. You know what? Synthahol. Synth- he's gonna, it's going to make alcohol? Yeah, they call it synthahol, don't they? Yeah. On, in what? In Star Trek. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does, doesn't have the kick of real alcohol, but it's yeah, synthahol. free, I think. No, they, they banned alcohol in their society. Oh, so Star Trek doesn't have alcohol at all. But th- no, they have synthahol. But it's not alcoholic. I don't know if it's not alcoholic. I think you can get fucked up. With no, it. I think some asshole like came came back from the future or for the past. He got frozen in time, and he was like this real bombastic capitalist kind of guy. He didn't understand what their what their mode of operation was in the future, and he was talking about alcohol. I think I'm not sure. I don't. I'm know. so sorry. I mentioned synthahol. <laughs> yeah, me too. This took such yeah. a hor- horrible turn. I like replicators. I just I don't have a lot of faith in the 3D printing. Movement. Well, I don't know why you don't dig because, like, all technology, it's only going to get better. It's not going to get worse, except for fucking cell phones with touchscreens. I fucking hate those. But anyway, um, even touchscreens have gotten better since their first inception. Mm. Look, man, every new technology has two hurdles. First, it costs a lot. Yeah. Second, it's uh, limited in, in uh, what you can do with it. But every new technology that's global in scale, like 3D printing or computing or anything that we use every day that we will find a use for gets better over time and cheaper over time. Just like music did with uh, with CD technology over tapes, et cetera, et cetera. It gets better and cheaper and uh, more usable and more accessible to the masses. And we're, we're, not, we're not far from a future where everybody has access to 3D printers. I mean, right now you can go to Best Buy and buy a 3D printer for under a grand, for less than most computers. Are you kidding me? This is the first generation of 3D printers for less than a grand? 
we're get, we're like, we're rapidly approaching a, a future where 3, 3D printers are going to become accessible to the world. I still think there's probably some unforeseen roadblocks. That yeah, are there. cost. Well, of it's cost. Well, it's never going to yes, be cheaper that, to make a cell phone. But also those materials like phosphor. You could potentially make a bomb with some of the pouches of yeah. shit you could order on the internet. So well, I mean, yeah. I think Homeland Security is going to have something They're to say a, about like, that. Like it's already it's illegal to have weed, and you can just throw seeds outside and have that. Yeah. It's, having 3D printers, I, I really don't think. I wish it would solve the gun debate, but I don't think it's going to have a big effect on it. Well, just because of that. That's fine, Dick, but you can't outlaw data. Like you you But can, you can. You can't. Well, yeah, but y- y- look, they've been trying to uh, to to tackle the pro- the issue of copyrighted movies. They can't mm-hmm. even get us to stop downloading copyrighted movies. How are they going to stop us from downloading uh, uh data? We can download the prints for a gun, or you can download the prints for a phone, whatever you want. And by the way, Dick, it doesn't have to be um, all or nothing. We're not talking about printing a phone from start from scratch at, at home that's usable. You can buy mm-hmm. a base component that uh, still has the circuitry and stuff that you can't print at home. Yeah. Like Google is, is developing this phone. I think it's the One, the Google One or something like that. It's a phone that is uh, modular. So you can add any modules that you want to it and you can 3D print those modules if you yeah, wanted to. I saw that. Cool idea, but it's yeah. just like, what the hell would I ever use this for? Well, that's how that's, I feel about that's, 3D printing. That's, that's what Apple uses to say. Like, <laughs> I, oh, what, are, what would I use it for until it comes out and everyone's using it? And you're like, oh, I get it. What, Apple 3D printer? No, any new technology. With Apple, with iPhones, like you point out something that iPhones don't have, like the um, the task the task, uh, 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 killer, like I pointed out a couple episodes ago, and yeah. we got in this huge Twitter debate with this moron. Not we. I don't get in Twitter debates well, I did. people. Yeah. Anyway, man, it's um, it's something that is uh, exciting. It's on the horizon, and I think that it's going to change the world in ways we don't even foresee. I hope so, because the world sucks. Well, All I right. hope it changes for the better. <laughs> All right, my last solution to round out the season. Yeah. Actually, now that I say that out loud, I wish I'd brought in a slapdick solution, yeah. but this because this one's actually a good one. Okay. Flight. Flight? Flight. Oh. Flight, flight, flight. Dick, I think for the first time in a solutions episode, I'm going to give you a... One of these. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You earned it, buddy. Thank God. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Fuck, we should have brought in porn savers. Oh, shit, Let's just, yeah. you want to just do porn savers? We can throw that on as a bonus. A as bonus a bonus to, to this. Yeah, as a bonus solution to this. Okay. So do flight first, and then we'll do porn savers. I don't even, do I really need to, p- to prove flight? Imagine, imagine spending three months sailing a ship across the Atlantic Ocean uh, with a bunch of dudes who are probably all assholes. Like, this is the 1800s, remember? To do what? So you can go work at a farm in a place that's pretty much the same as the place you just left? It's really disrespectful to slavery. (laughs) (laughs) I was talking about indentured servitude, Sean, but if you want to imagine it that way, that's fine. I know what you were talking about. Yeah. Today... You can fly across the Atlantic in a matter of hours to spend time with a bunch of assholes that yeah. are just like the place you just left. Yeah. Right? Here, come on. Change the course of human history. Start the start of space exploration and space flight because of because of the airplane, because of flight in general. Who what was the uh, the first airplane? The Wright brothers, you no, mean? No, that wasn't the Wright brothers. Who made the first airplane? Well, that that's was my answer. What was the no, correct answer? Actually, the Wright brothers too. So a lot You're of people that credit was the first successful. That was flight. the first airplane. No, no, there was no, a so number exactly. of gliders first, before that, but that was the first airplane. No, it wasn't. Well, that was, first that of all, was a glider, though, wasn't it? No, no, it, got, it took off. It, it took off. The yeah. Kitty Hawk took off. 
So I looked into this, Uh-oh. actually. I looked into the Wright brothers, their claim to fame, uh-huh. uh, because it's actually really controversial. A lot of different countries d- disagree that it was the Wright brothers. First of all, it was. Oh, who? But, but uh, I forget which countries, but specifically the Wright brothers. So along the time, around the time the Wright brothers were, ma- were working on their plane, uh-huh. there were lots of planes, actually. Lots of planes that people flew. The uh-huh. only problem is they couldn't really steer them. They could fly in straight lines. So Wright brothers specifically created the first plane with these... Uh, with this design where the wings would kind of bend and that was just enough to get them to to turn in the air oh. in uh, yeah and then they were able to make planes that could turn in the air but only in one direction so they had all these like goofy huh. planes that, that would Couldn't just turn, turn left, left. Like yeah, zoolander yeah they would just fly in circles or they would fly in straight lines but the wright brothers were the first to create a, a plane that was that was steerable in the air and that was a huge innovation. That's what that's actually what they're accredited with. But that's oh. that's controversial. There's a lot of people who disagree with that. Huh. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you who the first guy is who fucked it up. It was uh, King Bladude. What An King English Bladude? King Bladude. He uh <laughs> Bladude? He sounds like a, he sounds like your man. Bladude. Yeah, well, he's a, he's a cool guy. I'm sure he'd have been fun to hang out with. What did he but do? he was killed. Uh he also practiced in addition to being a king of England, apparently. Uh he practiced necromancy. And communication with the spirits of the dead. Uh, Legend said he used necromancy to build a pair of wings attached to his arms, and he made an attempt to fly at the Temple of Apollo while wearing the wings. That's funny. But he uh, he fell to his death. That's the funniest thing ever. Is that the guy who fell off the the um, what's it the the Eiffel Tower? No, this is in uh, 800 BC. Oh, long time. Ago. I heard. I remember the guy you're talking about, though. As there's that's, nothing like a failure of oh, flight, right? That's tragic, man. They filmed that. That was like one of the earliest recordings, like first first uh, recordings in human history. Yeah. Was this guy jumping off the Eiffel Tower because even back then, it. people in like the 30s, you know, the, the late 20s and early 30s. Like when they the cameras are really rare and difficult to use and difficult to come by, but they're like, oh, we got to record this. We got to film this shithead. Yeah, yeah no, got, they all know it's not going to work, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like this like, is oh, the, we got to throw this on YouTube. Yeah, we'll check this video out in like seventy years or hundred years, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, I was thinking of the right glider. You're right. That's the predecessor to those powered flyers. Oh, what is it? A different glider? Are you looking shit up now? Yeah, Sean, you motherfucker! No, I D- wanted D- to D- see. I, no, we're not. We're not going to call. Uh, uh, we're not going to call blackout. I'm looking up facts. Facts help research, and, and research helps evidence. I evidence just want, helps I wanted arguments. to see for my own. You know, yeah, for my own. Uh, sense have of a China going invented on. the kite. How about that? I guess not everything that comes out of China is bad. <sighs> yeah, apparently. La- last year, uh, three billion people flew safely on 36 million flights. And there was only 81 accidents. Can huh. you believe that? That's, All those flights? Yeah. I remember a teacher of mine in, I think, fourth grade said, um, we, we, we were talking about a, a big plane that crashed. I think it was like Pan Am or something mm-hmm. uh, way back in the day. Uh, and he said that the reason people talk about it so much, like the Malaysian flight, uh, what was it, 79 or whatever, the Malaysian flight that, yeah. that got lost. The yeah. reason people talk so much about missing flights is because it happens so rarely. Flying is pretty safe. Mm, that's it's interesting. A re- it's a really, it's really uncommon for a flight to have any problem. If you look at the sky map, like look at the radar. There's a website that, that tracks all the flights going on in the United States domestically in real time, and you can see at any given time there's thousands of planes in the sky every single day, every single hour. There's yeah. thousands of planes, and very, very few of those have any problems. So that's why uh, plane issues are. No, a it's big still news. the safest method of transportation. They say yeah. it's safer than and being at the airport. I, wait, well, I brought yeah, in stats I, for this. I watched this. Uh, 
uh, I watched this documentary on air travel, and just like you said, the thousands of you know zigzagging planes in the yeah. sky every yeah. day. They said something like the odds of being eleven million to one. Well, check this out. They said if you flew in a plane twenty four hours a day, it would take something like fifty six years before statistically your number was up. Yeah. And and ninety six percent of people survive plane crashes, according how, to how this many? thing. Ninety six percent. Oh yeah, plane, because they're counting like. Well, it is a plane crash if the landing gear fails. Like that dude in Hudson, Captain Sully Sullenberger, who landed it with the fucked up landing gear. Uh That counts as everybody survived a plane crash. So, and that happens when that. Like, uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was uh, I was just gonna say I have an interesting story on uh, on one of these famous plane crashes. So, you remember seeing that video of the plane that had a problem with its landing gear at at landing in LAX? This was. Probably about uh, 10, 12 years ago, something like that. This plane's landing gear was crooked. So instead of being uh, uh, parallel with the runway, it was Mm -hmm. perpendicular to it. Mm -hmm. Like a 90-degree angle. And they were trying to frantically figure out how to solve this problem because these passengers are in the air. They know their their flight, their landing gear is fucked. How are they going to land this thing? And so they quickly came up with this plan uh, to solve this problem. They said, well, just try to land on your back wheels and then just kind of ease on the. Front. I saw this live. Yeah. No, I was watching this with a friend of mine whose dad was a pilot. Yeah. Yeah. We. Uh, yeah. It was awesome. You, you remember that video? Oh yeah. We'll, we'll link to it on the website. But this video, this this plane landed. Um, the the pilot did this incredible job. He just barely touched down on the nose and just like eased onto, it. and it like started burning the the um, the stem yeah. that the landing gear was on to the point where it was like oh so close to like touching the cabin. Turns out my friend's wife, a good friend of mine, his wife was on that flight. And they were so, like So sometimes a good thing is a bad thing, you're saying. What do you what? Right? Oh no, no, dickhead. <laughs> but they said that on the flight they were all watching CNN. So in real time <gasps> oh, that's they great. were watching themselves land. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Getting high on oxygen. You know, Dick, I got to ask a question. This is a kind sure. of a philosophical question about flight. Oh, wait, let me get to the stats first. Yeah, yeah, ask the it. philosophical one, but it's because uh, I brought them in, and when I, I don't want to waste the stats. <laughs> one in 5,000. <laughs> 0.01 deaths per 100 million passenger miles in airplanes. Uh, cars is one fatality per 100 million. So it's 100 times safer than cars. Yeah, and bikes are 100 that? times safer than that. I don't, know, I don't have stats on that because no one cares about bicycles. Yeah, I don't know. But without flight, you wouldn't have any kind of uh, space travel. It's not, you know, it's not a coincidence the shuttle looks like a big plane. Yeah, it was, it was a stepping stone. launch yeah. is a big deal, you know? Yeah, it was a stepping stone. I'll give you that. Yeah, there you go. So we have, uh, so the first flight was uh, kites, China. You have China yeah. to thank. And yep. rockets, actually, the first rockets were China, too. Yeah. Huh. Shipping. Uh, air Sounds transport like carries 0.5% of the volume of the world's shipments. How much? 0.5% shipped through the air. However, that cargo is 35% of the value of shipped goods. Yeah, that's, that's a the, lot of value. That's, that's such an obfuscated way of saying that there's value. I mean, man, you don't have to sell me on flight. I think it's Wait, great. you don't think that's interesting? That, like, such a small amount of shipped goods are worth so much? I mean, 35% relative to what? Like, what's the rest? Shipped with cargo. Okay. Shipped with boats and... How do you know? You don't, that's not I'm, interesting that's at all? That's not impressive at all. So 0.5%. That's not even interesting? Uh, I mean, nah. You could, you could have said 60%. Would 60% be more interesting than 35? I don't know. It's just a number. Well, rel- it doesn't mean anything to me. I don't have any context. Well, imagine the goods that are being shipped around. Yeah, like, electronics. Uh, 
I, I don't know. <laughs> right? I don't know. I, I, doubt, think, I doubt it's electronics. I, I think you have, you've had like stronger arguments for flight. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think that's a weird one. I thought I thought it was interesting. Huh. That so small small amount of uh, goods is worth so much. Point um, five percent, thirty five percent. Yeah, I guess that's that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, flight's a big solution, guys. Eighty percent is the average occupancy of aircraft globally. Eighty hmm. percent filled. I, I I wonder what so better than cars. Way better than cars. I wonder what that was before nine eleven. I bet it was lower. Because there were way more flights available, flying was more lucrative, mm. was more profitable for airlines. And I remember I went to China one time on a flight that was uh, half full, and I had a whole row to myself. I slept great. It was awesome service, everything. Those days are gone, man. You are lucky. Oh, every airline, there's such dickheads. They oversell every fucking flight, uh, hoping that someone will, will show up late or so they can resell their seats, and then they'll, they'll bump you to the next flight. Flying's awful now. Flying's, Yeah. Flying's awful. Yeah, it is a pain in the ass. I hate it. I, think I the, hate I it. I think the TSA fucked us over quite a bit. And I mean, bailing airlines out fucked us over 10 times that amount. I mean, uh, flying has gotten so bad now that I would rather take a bus back and forth from Vegas than fly. Because flying means, oh, I got to plan ahead for at least an hour to get to the airport. Well, then another hour to get through security and check in. Then no, another hour and a half in air. And by the time I land... I've already spent about four hours. No, four hours of my day. I 100% agree with you. And you could go to Burbank and the flight is like 45 minutes to Vegas. And get on Southwest. It's an hour. That's true. Yeah, you an hour. Mm, 50 minutes, I think. Yeah, Burbank's, but better, Burbank's better, but it's oh, way more yeah. expensive, Sean. It's like t- it's like twice as much as uh, LAX. Yeah, charge it to the production. <laughs> oh, no problem, Sean. I'll, I'll just do that. No, I... <laughs> Here's a bill. <laughs> I agree with what you're saying, though. Like, I... I used to fly a lot out of Van Nuys. Like yeah. I just fly the little planes, yeah, little yeah. Cessnas, and I would show up, sign a book, grab a key, go get in a plane, and just take off. And it would be like grabbing a car. Uh, it would be great if that's what flight was to everyone. Dick, I'm curious. Just, do you, do you, oh, sorry. Go ahead. You just show up with a pilot, and you're like, "All right, let's go." Like yeah. this is a bus. Yeah, you could do it with Enterprise. Like it should work the same way. But I think we're. I think we invented something great that we're not using as well as we could be. You know what? You could. Uh, you could. Build with the 3D printer as a plane, Dick. Yeah, well, you're going to build fuel, too? Pop them off. No, you, you buy the fuel. You, you're not making everything through 3D printing, but you're making a lot. Oh. You can make a lot. I, I, I would bet you could make 80% of everything on a, on a plane through 3D printers alone. 80%. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's just aluminum. Yeah. They're making aluminum. I, we're, we're, I, I know it's around the corner, man. We're going to have aluminum 3D printers, all these alloys. Man, I can't wait. All right, uh, no, uh, flight, flight's a big solution, Dick. Yeah. Good job, uh, good job, guys. Go vote up Bill Gates. Uh, and what's, uh, what's our final, our final mutual- I hate when you bring in a person as a solution. <laughs> like the things that he invented, the personal computer, whatever, that's Changed a solution. industry, yeah. Yeah, but he's a guy. Eradicated polio. G- guys do things, Dick. But another guy would have done the thing. You keep saying this argument. It's such a it's such a, a hollow, shitty argument. Like, oh, someone else could have, someone else would have, but they didn't. Bill Gates was the guy who did. Yeah, but he's not a solution. He is a solution because he's he, a guy. But he came along and did it. Like, regardless of your hypotheticals, I don't care about these hypothetical people who don't exist who could have done these things. They didn't. Let's yeah. talk about what is, not what isn't. We talked about that a couple episodes ago. But he isn't the solution. Windows is. 
He no. didn't. He isn't the solution to polio. The vaccine is. Dick Steve Jobs, right? Was a uh, people people lionize him as a great CEO, but there uh-huh. are things that that are unique about Steve Jobs that I don't think that many other CEOs have those qualities. And same thing about Bill Gates. People uh. people don't have these qualities. Bill Gates was that guy who did. Look, there's lots of millionaires and lots of billionaires in in the San Jose in the Silicon Valley in the industry. But they're not doing the thing, the things that Bill Gates did. Bill Gates is unique. All right. Yeah. There you go. That doesn't really address my point about the man being a solution, though. Why not? He did it. Uh, okay, so is Orville and Wilbur Wright the solution for plane flights then? Yeah. They did it. Okay. Go well, vote up Orville and Wilbur Wright then. It just yeah. seems like a weird way of looking at solutions. That's well, all. In so, look, only insofar as they are unique. If they were doing something that everyone else was doing and they just happened to be the first, right? Uh-huh. That's not that impressive. But if there was something unique about the way they solved that problem or unique about the, the way they approached that solution, then they are the solution. All because right. they, are, they, have that, they have that ingenuity that most people don't possess. Well, it's your solution. If people want right. to vote up people, then good for them. So, Dick, we got our first ever mutual... Shared porn, solution. Porn savers. Porn savers. Or should we save it? Should we bring this is a long fuck. This is already two hours, man. Is yeah. it really? Yeah, let's bring it in a new season. Oh my god. Let's bring it in the new season. All right, ushering in the new season, guys. <laughs> porn savers. There you go. Uh, so we'll end it on that note. So for our final episode of the first season, thanks again for subscribing. I have Bill Gates and 3D printing. I have lifting and flights. Awesome. Okay, great. Uh, flight. Flight. Excuse me. <laughs> flight. All right, guys, thanks again for supporting the show. We really appreciate it. Tune in next season. We got a lot of exciting stuff coming. Go to the gym, you fat fuck.